And we're back. We are back for another Snarf Talk in the house right now. Episode 82. 82 on the dot. Jeez. Not 82 and a half. Not 81 and three quarters. I don't think anybody thought it would be those 82. things. 82. But you never know. In today's day and age, people can assume whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> and most likely... And- They'll find something that makes them agree with a point. Oh, I'm positive. Somebody will agree why it's early and why it's late in <laughs> the 82 atmosphere. Um, hey, real quick. Have you ever had the issue of like taking a drink from something that has come out of your dishwasher and it smells like fishy? No. Like a cup or a lid or something? No. I've had this happen in every single house I've ever been in. And I've been privileged enough to have a dishwasher. Yeah. Rich um, people problems. Yeah. I'm one percenter over here. Uh, and w- sometimes when it comes out of the dishwasher, I don't know if it's like sat too long or what. It'll smell a little fishy to me. And it, I thought I was the only one, but Amy started saying the same thing. And then uh, other people I know have said, yes, they've had this similar issue before. Why does this occur? I don't understand this. Okay. I think I can enlighten you. Okay. All right. They're clean. Are they clean? Yeah, they're clean dishes. They've been cleaned. Has, is your dishwasher clean, though? Is it plugged, the screen, the filter? I mean, I, I can't guarantee that every time. Okay. But I know it is tonight. Well, there's a filter in the bottom that yes. you need to pull out and clean. Correct. I know this. Okay. That's the first step. Absolutely. All right. A little thing happened, Jerry, nary a decade ago. Okay. Okay. The government, yes. in their infinite wisdom, yes. decided to change dishwashing detergent permanently. Really? And they made illegal the use of phosphates in your dishwashing detergent. Okay, because you don't want it in your water because supply. Because they, you know, yes, because of groundwater issues. Although, there is no hard evidence that suggests that that's a really a problem. That phosphates are coming through the ground into groundwater, okay. Once they stop, took phosphates out of your dishwashing detergent... Nothing cleaned anything. It stopped cleaning. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. Well, Things I, don't get as clean as they should. They have a film on them. And the you got to use jet dry. You do have to use jet dry, but that's a separate a issue. That's a separate whatever. issue. This is an issue where your dishwashing detergent... But I you, feel like you don't get the film... When you use a jet dry type, it helps, but you still don't agents. get them as clean as it should be because I agree with you, you don't have the needed chemical reactions taking place to clean something. So you know what you do? I know. I can tell you what you do. You just add a lot more detergent. No, it <laughs> you doesn't just help. Load it. That actually detergent. makes it worse. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, step one: you gotta have soft water, uh, water my, softener. My water Make sure is that's soft. Working. Yes, I have. Step that. Step two. Buy, you can either buy separately buy phosphates, a oh. box of phosphate, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, like sodium phosphate, I think. I don't know. You can buy phosphate and you can add it with your dishwashing detergent into your thing. Do you do that? No, because I'm going to give you the correct step. To okay. Do. You go online and buy commercial dishwashing detergent. Commercial dishwashing. Yes. But I thought you said they changed all dishwashing detergent, which would be still regulated by the government. Except for commercial dishwashing detergent, where you can still buy, which still has phosphates in it. That doesn't make any sense. Well, that is that is what is going on in the world. And you can buy commercial dishwashing detergent on Amazon. It is comes in a powder. Yeah, that's fine. And, uh, I'm not against powders, liquids, gels, packets. I'm not against any of them. So I found a really good brand. 
and I bought like three bags of it. They come in big, big bags. Yeah. Um, not like ridiculous, not like potato sacks. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a size bag that fits under your counter right. with a little scooper in there. All right. Like more old, like a more like a bushel basket. Like, like the old Cascade boxes. Yes. Of you, dry you detergent. You could still buy those. They're not old. Yeah, but they don't have phosphates in them. But if you buy Cascade commercial dishwashing detergent, it will have the phosphates in it. Really? And your problem will be solved. Not only you will think your it di- won't be fishy after that. Can guarantee you. Not only will your dishes be cleaner, well, have to but it will this. also clean your dishwasher, which is what everybody needs. And it works so well, in fact, that you actually need to run two or three cycles with this. And in the, in those two or three first cycles, you actually might experience dirtier dishes because it is cleaning your dishwasher so well. So should we run an empty cycle with just you can detergent do in it? Absolutely. Um, also, there's another product you should use to clean your dishwasher. It's called uh, Lemeshine. Lemeshine. Yeah, and you can buy that at the hardware store. And it is a lemon-based uh, cleaning that you can clean your washer with okay. or your washing machine with. So can you just like, is it like a vinegar and lemon mix? No, it is a powder, and it is a lemon-based uh, oh. citric acid type Because powder. you could use, like, white vinegar to clean things, um, and the acid from lemon help clean things. I'm going to find the name of this dishwashing detergent that you need to buy. Okay. My first question, though, for you after this whole discussion is, why are you so into the whole dishwashing detergent <laughs> ring? Because like the underground realm of where people are studying dishwasher detergent and figuring out what kind of racket is really going on. And then circumventing the problem and getting your own dishwasher detergents or getting your own phosphates to clean your stuff. How did this occur? Uh, Because, Jerry, I lived in the same world you did. Just an ignorant lad. Yeah. (laughs) Going about his life with with dirty dishes. You didn't have a fishy smelling lid. Yeah. I don't think it's dirty. It's clean. It's Um, not. It's not clean. It smells like fish. It's not clean. Do you have fish in your in there? Maybe I haven't checked, Chris. I haven't checked. <laughs> I thought if there's you said fish you cleaned your filter. Well, yeah, the filters are clean. That doesn't mean there aren't fish flopping around in there somewhere. I didn't look in the top rack. Are you sure it's filling up with water? Absolutely. I know my dishwasher works because it's not all the time. It doesn't happen frequently. It's just every once in a while, and a lot of times it's a glass cup. A lot of times it'll be a glass cup where I put water in it. And I go to take a drink, and you know your nose is in the cup, and I it smells fishy, and it's weird to me. Yeah. I don't know why it does that. I'm telling, and it's I just told you why. I told obviously. you why, and you, I gave you the solution. Well, I believe you, and it's not that much more expensive than normal. Dishwashing I completely detergent. believe you. It really I t- isn't. I tell you what, you know the whole, you know those like pyramid scheme deals where people are always trying to sell you stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a brand called Melaluca. Yeah. Do you know Melaluca? No, but I wouldn't buy it. I oh, guarantee you that. I tell you what. I, we, don't, I do not subscribe to, and I will not patronize, MLM, multi-level marketing pyramid schemes. That's fine. No uh, matter if their products are good or not. Won't I do, do it. Uh, that's fine. I'm not telling you to. I'm just going to tell you that their dishwashing detergent that they have is very good. Does it have phosphates? I don't know. I've never looked. If it does, I didn't know about garbage. the. I didn't know about the phosphate well, thing to begin with. Okay, so. here's what I got, and you can buy it on Amazon. Okay. It's called Bubble Bandit. Bubble Bandit. That is a company I would support. Bubble Bandit dishwasher detergent with natu- natural phosphates. Two-pack, all-in-one, eliminates lime scale, buildup, white film, and water spots. Okay. Cleans those dishes, removes the fishy odor, I should say, removes it for life! Does it say that in the... T- it says, removes fishy odors. 
Well, now I have to buy that. I mean, it doesn't it, say that. Oh. Um, it is $45 for two seven and a half pound bags, which is like. So for 15 pounds, you can get. For $45, pounds of dishwashing Which detergent. I'm not even, I've had it for like a half a year, and I'm not even a quarter of the way through like one of them. Holy smokes. That's so. the exact one you've gotten? Yes, proudly handcrafted in small batches in the USA, safe for septic and gray water systems. During Good, the first few cycles, dishes may look worse than before as it cleans out buildup deposits in your machine. Institutional food service grade powder formulated for low temperatures under the counter dishwashers, free of perfumes, clear of dyes. I have to buy this now. This is what you now need. Now I have to buy it. So as You can also as buy it in a five gallon bucket. I'd rather have the 15 pounds. <laughs> so it's literally a bag, it's a sack. Of yeah, it's a small bag, like the bags that the tie I mean, pods seven, would come in. Seven and a half pounds is not small. Well, but it's it's a powder, so it's heavy. Yeah, I know. But it's that's not. A, it's about the same size bag as like a, a large Tide pot. pot I never bought Tide pods. No, those things are bad. Those are bad for your septic system and for uh, are they really? the water system. Yeah, those that that dissolving that, film never really dissolves. Oh, it just leaves plastics in our oceans. Ruins everything. Uh, Microplastics in fish is, is one of the biggest problems we are facing right now. Exactly. As, especially as a nation. Um, this stuff is so good, Jerry, that I contemplated reviewing it on Amazon. And I never have re- I never, never review anything. I don't review anything. I think I have put out one review one time. I couldn't tell you what it was for, but I do, I do kind of remember making a review. And it just doesn't happen. I don't want to waste Actually, my time to review something. I take that back. I have. There's been a couple times where they email you and they offer you a $3 credit to so, review something, and I've done that. You know what? I still haven't, and I was just going to say, it pisses me off that Amazon sends out an email after you make a purchase. It could be three weeks after you've made the purchase, and you'll get an email saying, oh, those kids' sketchers that you bought three weeks ago, would you like to review them? Stop it, Amazon. Stop doing that. If I want, to, I know you have the option to review things. I, I everybody buys everything from Amazon. I understand things are reviewed, and I have the ability to review them. You don't need to send me an email saying, "Would you like to review this?" Well, that's no. how they get so many reviews. Stop. They're just trying to improve the customer experience, and it's super hypocritical of me because I look at those reviews. Yeah. And I judge everything by those. And you reviews. know how many of them are fake? Oh my gosh, or, I don't even know how many are fake. I mean, probably ninety. Because they offer of me three dollars, and I don't really care. I don't even. Sometimes they don't even look at the product. I'm like, this was great, five stars. Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. So quick thing, I, I made an error there. Seven and a half pounds for forty five dollars. It's two, three, and three quarters. Oh well, that changed my mind completely. Um, another thing is another option is, huh. that I brought was bringing up earlier. How much for the five dollar? The five dollar or the five, the five or the five pound bucket? Um, I don't know off the top of my head because if the seven and a half fifty nine dollars. So the fifty nine dollars. For five pounds, but it it's forty seven dollars for seven. Pounds. I said it was a five gallon bucket, and it's actually not. It's a seven point eight pound pail. So it's actually cheaper to get the two bags for seven and a half. So for forty five dollars, you're confusing me here. A five gallon bucket. Can, it's not can a five gallon no bucket. Way. It's just a bucket. A okay. Bucket. I don't know how big. The Why are you specifying these liquid sizes? Because five gallons is a big bucket, and it can hold a hell of a lot more than seven point eight pounds. Okay, but powder. another option, as I mentioned earlier, is to go buy a, a box from the hardware store of TSP, 
trisodium phosphate, and you can add that in with your detergent. I don't know what what, what amount. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to do that. But uh, it's the same. You know, it's it, it's a phosphate. So I'm gonna buy my bubbly bandit. Yeah, bubble bandit. And we're gonna call her a day because anybody with the name, anybody that has a name with bandit in it, <laughs> I want to buy it. Uh, here's another a great point about bubble bandit. When you use a some phosphates in your uh, dishwashing detergent, you don't need jet dry. You don't at all. Nope. Really? No rinse aid needed. Hmm. I'd still use it, but. This is by far the best thing I've ever heard in a long time. <laughs> I and think the same holds for your washing machine, but I don't know for sure. It might ruin your clothes. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not putting. It, I'm not going to put it in my washing machine. I think those are different formulas. I don't I know. I, I don't know. Try it. You try it. I was blown away when I discovered this fact. What? How do you stumble upon this? My dishwasher wasn't cleaning, and I started looking. I'm like, this isn't right. I know. I've we Amy and I have had the same. The world is conspiring against me, and then I found out about this incredible hidden agenda of the government. Yeah, trying to steal dishwashing detergent from us. I was blaming the dishwasher companies. Yeah. So every company that we've had a dishwasher from, which it's been like three different kinds, I've always said this company sucks. I don't know how to make a dishwasher. None of them work anymore. And come to find out. They don't work like they did back in the 90s. Right. Come to find out, they do work. You know, growing up, we never had a dishwasher, but at one point, my dad got one at an auction, and he brings it home, and it was on a rolling cart, and we kept it underneath of this yeah. cabinet, and we'd roll it out over to the sink and hook up a hose, and we could use it. You know, I had one of those in, I think, the house I lived in in uh, college. We had one on wheels. Really? And then one of my friends had one always at his house. He had a rolling one. He used, had a little countertop on top so he could use it to cook yes, on. Yes, ours did too. Yeah. Ours had a little countertop on top too, but my mom quit using it uh, because the hoses started leaking all over, and my dad had extra hoses, but she got so mad that the house got literally soaking wet, like that whole area was just soaked, um, that she wanted it gone. She's like, I just hand wash. I want to hand wash. And she still does to this day, hand wash everything. Weirdly enough, I enjoy doing dishes. It's like one of the, pretty much the only like cleaning job in the house that I don't mind at all. Really? Don't mind doing dishes. I like doing dishes. I hate it when people do them wrong. Like put them in the dishwasher wrong. Oh my gosh, Amy gets so mad at me. I don't mind hand washing them. Uh, I hate unloading the clean dishes, but... Yes, I don't that mind is the worst. Everything job. else, I don't mind loading the dishwasher. Unloading it is the single worst thing besides laundry. Um, I like jobs that after you do them, you can see the progress you made. Right, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so I like. That's why I like doing dishes, like laundry. You never see any progress. It's like never ending. Never picking up the house to me. I don't. I just don't buy it because it just gets messy again immediately. Yeah, that doesn't work. Um, there is no picking up the house right now. Yeah, so what? like if I'm cleaning, a job I won't mind is like picking up the couch, moving the couch, and like vacuuming the rug underneath and with all the crap on. Oh, there. Oh, yeah, for because sure. Because you see the progress. Well, you can hear it as well. Yes. It sounds like this. <laughs> in the vacuum. And it's, you're like, oh, yeah. It's like the most satisfying sound when you're vacuuming, when you hit a spot yeah. and you suck it all up and you're like, oh, man, I'm making this place clean. When you have kids, <laughs> it's absolutely insane the amount of food that is in a couch, under a couch, in my bed. It's Sometimes I oh, get in my bed at the end of the night and, and there's it's just crumbs. like crunch, crunch. I'm like, what? Yes. Ah, and then people say, and then people will say to you, "Hmm, 
Well, why don't you uh, make them stay in the kitchen with that food? Well, <laughs> folks, that is a very strict rule that we actually have at my house. Like, don't eat on the couch. Don't eat in my bed. You know, stay at the table or on the island or whatever and eat the food. It's impossible. Never in here, it's, too. It is a clown show yeah. in my house all the time. It's a rodeo, if you will. Yeah. And I, you can't do that. And when Amy and I are gone all day and you have a babysitter in the house, they don't necessarily follow the same rules that you do. And we get home and there will be crumbs piled in our bed. And then but, when ant season comes around, forget it. I don't really get ants that much. Oh, that's right. Because you're, you're a one percenter in yeah. your brand new constructed house. Correct. But I do spray for them. Too. I mean, there are so many rotten apple cores laying around my house. That's one time I seen a colony of ants rolling a rotten apple core across the across floor. The floor. <laughs> You're like, why is that apple core moving? One time I pulled open like the trundle bed. There's a trundle bed underneath Sky's bed. Oh, really? There was like five rotten apple cores down there. Just moldy. Disgusting. Ugh. Yeah. We find a lot of milk. Yeah. Yeah. I've banned... Milk going to beds. So Graham is still one that always wants milk all the time. I just made the switch to water and that's it. And yeah, he's been drinking a lot more water lately, but like last night he wanted milk. It wasn't an issue, but we've just found so many cups of milk that are basically completely solidified. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. The whole thing. Like there's no liquid left in them. Yeah. It's all solidified. Hey, and, and you know when you take those disgusting cups... And you throw them like, directly in the garbage. No, you dump them out, and like the liquid slowly comes out, and makes that yeah sound yes. In, yes. in your sink, and then you just put it straight in your dishwasher, and it still smells like rotten milk when it comes out of the dishwasher. Yeah, it won't. It won't with, with Bubble Bandit. <laughs> okay, well, you know what I do with those cups is I just walk over and put them directly in the garbage because I don't ever want to open it or see it again. One percent, right there. It's just we yeah. got to reuse them. Really? Yeah. I don't. I put my. Uh, I don't have to reuse. I run anything. my dishwasher on heavy cycle, and then on Santa rinse and like the hardcore oh, yeah. heat. I do that with like every single cycle. Everything. <laughs> it does. <laughs> my dishwasher is a piece of crap, and it just melts everything. Oh, mine doesn't melt anything. It does get super hot though. Yeah. It does. The Santa rinse is a good one. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about dishwashers. I just wanted to bring up the... I don't know. Like, Comment on this, please, you listeners out there. Uh, all of you from Texas. Thank you from Texas and West Virginia and Maryland and all the other states. But I know Maryland's still up there. Thanks, guys. Somebody comment on this and let us know if you have this issue where it smells like fish because... I don't. Am I the only one? I maybe maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. I just solved all your guys' world problems there. So yeah, be happy. You really did. I appreciate that. Bubble Bandit stock will be up ten yeah. points tomorrow morning. <laughs> yes, we will proudly support you, Bubble Bandit. I will. I'm gonna come back and give a review though. Once I get a once I get a, a reach out to them, see if they want to sponsor the podcast. I will. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a potato sack of Bubble Bandit, and I'm going to see how it works. Yeah, just make sure you go, you wait for like three washes before you start judging. Okay. I'll give it one solid wash with no dishes in it first. And then, because my, my dishwasher is really not that dirty. It doesn't look like it. It's stainless steel inside. looks pretty clean. The edges, like where the hinge is of the door, underneath the door where the hinge is, is kind of dirty. But other than that, 
it's it's in pretty good shape. You know, it's only oh, two years old. Got the stainless steel over there. Oh yeah, we use the stainless steel in my house. See, <laughs> <laughs> mine is uh, crappy, and after a year, I've already had to replace the pump. And the door, it's only a year old. The door won't go all the way down because it's hitting something that I just can't figure out what it's hitting. But it won't go all the way down, and it needs to go all the way down because to get that, the bottom rack. Out. But it won't, and I don't know why. And I'm a very, very mechanically minded person. Yes. But I cannot figure why this door won't go out down. Weird. I think it's hitting the hinge area is hitting some insulation. Is it like springy kind of? Yeah, but I can't I can't remedy this situation. Well, you just force it down, I, Chris. You just stand. It bounces it. back up. Really? Yeah. So that reminds me of uh there was a show a couple years ago. It was a Michael J. Fox show. And it was it was on a couple years ago. It was centered around like his disease and stuff, and yes, it, it, it was how it, it failed miserably. I think I ran a couple seasons. Did it? Yeah, but I remember the fir- first episode. There's this one scene where he gets like flustered with something, and he sits down on the dishwasher door, and then his kid comes and sits down next to him, and they're just like looking <laughs> at each other, just like so flustered with life, and then the door oh, just door. goes Doosh, down to the <laughs> down to the floor and breaks. <laughs> and I just remember laughing. Yeah, Those are real life problems. Although I mean, I've never would sit thought on about a dishwasher sitting, door. I've never thought about is, sitting on a dishwasher that is door. Insanity. I don't know why anybody would do that. Um, so anyway, uh, Craig Kerg, Blaze. Yes, he posted a thing on our Facebook page. It was about Dune. Is this a news section? Yeah, moving on. Okay, I'm done with the dishwasher thing. <laughs> okay. I mean, did you want to continue no. with my, your Michael J. Fox bubble bandit stories? No. Okay. No, I'm done. Um, Craig posted this thing on our Facebook page about, uh, the Dune hardcover and, uh, they're selling it right now as cheap as he's ever seen it. And I was like, really? How cheap could this be? Can't be that cheap, right? How cheap is it? I looked it up and I clicked on the link and it was on Amazon. 12 bucks. They're selling that book. Nice. Hardcover. And I thought that is pretty cheap. Did you buy me a copy? You have the exact same copy. Already. I don't have a hardcover. Yes, you do. No, I only have a soft cover. No, I had a hardcover from you that I gave back. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm positive because I saw this cover of a book before. I've had it in my hands, and the only edition that I've read that was a that was of Dune okay. was a hardcover book, and I gave it back to you. That's really odd because I've never read a hardcover book of Dune. But I have Are several sure? I have several copies of it. Oh, okay. Because I, yeah, I know I read the hardcover of it and it was this one and I wanted it because I liked the cover of it. And uh, so I bought it. Thanks, Craig. And you're going to give it to me. And I'm not. You have several co- copies of Dune. You just said the that. Dune Deluxe Edition is $24, though. What, which one is this? No, it was only for sale. I think it was like a one day thing. Um, it was a deluxe oh. edition with Neil Gaiman forward. Bomber. And that's the one I read, had Neil Gaiman, a Neil Gaiman forward, and it was from you. This is very interesting. Yeah. I don't think you got it from me, then. It's red, and it's got like gold letters that have multiple lines to each letter. Okay. Um, it. So I bought it. Sweet. And I'm going to have it delivered directly to my house, because that's what Amazon does. Sweet. After you finish reading it, I want to read it. Okay. Deal. You've never read uh, Dune before? Oh, yeah. I've read it like four times. Oh, have you? You want to read it again? <laughs> I want to read it again. I really do want to read it again, I wanted too, to watch... Uh, the other day, there was a video of Frank Herbert at pronouncing all the names. I've 
Is it just audio? Yeah, it's audio. Yes, I think. I've, I've listened I'm, to that. I mean, I haven't listened to it, so. Oh, I, I have so listened to it So what is it? Is it, it Benny Jesuit? Uh, yes. Okay, and it's Mwadi. Yes. Mwadib or Mwadi? I think it's Mwadib. Mwadib. Right. I think there's a, there is kind of a b at the end. Baron Harkonnen? I, I don't know. Harkonnen. Harkonnen. It's Harkonnen. Yes, I remember that. I'd have to listen to it again, but I have listened to that of him pronouncing all of those names because that's a big question when you read Dune is if you're saying these things right. I, I had a little bit of like a little bit of an internal struggle when I was reading this book because I would I would like pause to try to pronounce certain things. Same thing with Game of Thrones. If you and read that without seeing the show. Yes. Like you can't you don't you don't know what anybody's name is. Right. It's very hard to do. It it is. Uh Gary, my father in law he read the books because I had all of them and I gave them to him. He read all of them before he watched the show. And uh, he told me the same thing. He's like, man, I just, he's like, I love these books. They're so good. He's I like, thought I it was Aria. I just can't say any of the names. <laughs> I said, I, I get it. I understand. Um, next little tidbit. Uh, Mr. Green, he uh, upped his Patreon. Yes. Did you know this? I did know that. So he upped it. You know why? You know why I think he did this? Why? T-shirt. Yeah. He got a T-shirt. I sent it to him today. He's getting a T-shirt now. Hey, by the way, uh, did real quick. Did you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to Yep. Go ahead. Go for it. Go. Tell I wasn't going to say that at all. Oh, you weren't? I was going to say uh, to Nolan specifically. Oh, okay. Um, I put in a request for a your size of a shirt because we didn't have a size, so I gave him the next closest size. Okay. So if the one you have doesn't fit you, Please just give it back, and I will give you the new one. If De- it fits you, fine. Deal. I will do that. And uh, just if if it doesn't fit, just hold off because I I haven't heard back from the guy, but I think he's gonna make one more for us. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is, did you know we have T-shirts? We do. Available. We do have T-shirts. Brand new T-shirt designs. And we've sold designs some. And brand new. Oh yeah, I should probably get some of them from you. Actually. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we have sold some, but we have a brand new T-shirt design and sweatshirts available. Um, I'm not wearing it today. I was, I think I wore it on the last show. Um, maybe not, but uh, we should put up a Facebook or something post about this. <laughs> yeah, we should at do some that. point. Uh, but if you're listening to the podcast, reach out. We can get them to you. Twenty dollars for a T-shirt. I don't remember what we did for the we sweatshirts. We need uh, models. We need some models. We should get some models to model the shirts. That's a good idea. I'll yeah. reach out. I know a bunch of them. We need some strikingly handsome men and some uh, very attractive average women. women. <laughs> very average. We want all average-looking people. <laughs> yeah, we want to go straight down the middle. Yeah. Like, you know how... Um, I'm not going to judge somebody on their looks. You know I how, don't know if you're su- superior to others. You know when they uh, how they figured out what is attractive? Like scientists, um, how they figured it out. It's all like about asymmetrical faces, right? No, it's about symmetric or symmetric faces. faces. So what they do is they take, they make a computer randomly generate a face from yeah. like thousands of faces. Okay. And people will always pick the computer generated, at, and they take so they take thousands of pictures and they average everything and they use it to create an image of a face. And when they show that image with other images of other people. People most of the time will pick the computer generated face as the most attractive because it's the most average. Because it's the most average. 
That's incredible. Isn't it? It it really is. So that's what I want. I want the most average people to be a model for our t-shirts. Well, that, one male, one I feel one bad female. because now if we get a model, they're going to feel like they're average. That's fine. That's the one we pick. <laughs> that's the one everybody wants to pick. Yeah, because average is most attractive, apparently. Yeah, and average is perfect <laughs> to me. That's all I'm saying. So, Mr. Green in the conservatory, thank you for And if you uh, get your, your shirt, Patreon. here's a fun thing. If you get a shirt from us, yeah. whether it's via Patreon or via ordering it, Mm-hmm. For twenty dollars for a T-shirt, thirty dollars sure. for a sweatshirt. Yep, I'll let you, boy. Um, if you order one, take some pictures of you modeling the shirt, and we'll display them. Absolutely, you will be displayed. Post all them all over the world. Post them to our wall. That'd be fun. Please do that. That's a good idea. Um, I we did hear uh, somebody that ordered some shirts. Should we give like a bulk discount? That's something we could do. Absolutely. So, like, if you buy two T-shirts instead of being twenty dollars a piece, they're fifteen. Fifteen. That's what we did, isn't it? No. Oh. We said if you did a sweatshirt and a T-shirt, you could get both for forty-five dollars. Yes, we did say that. Right. That's a good. That's a that's a good thing. So if you get two. By the way, guys, we figure all of this stuff out live. <laughs> on air while we're recording. All right. Well, anyway, let's not get too complicated. It's 20 bucks for a shirt, $30 for a sweatshirt, $45 yep. if you want both. There you go. Now we got it. So hit us up if you want one of them shirts. And they're they're like fundraiser e things. Absolutely. All of this is fundraising to support the podcast, keep us going, and get shit made. Yeah. The t-shirts cost us like, um, should we... Reveal our wholesale cost on the t-shirts. $14. It's like 12 plus tax. I don't oh, know, something. I that. threw a number. I don't know. I didn't see it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we're making like six, eight bucks on a shirt. There you go. There you go. Six or eight dollars a shirt. That's it. Um. All Doesn't right. Or you can just subscribe on patreon.com slash snarf comics at you the can. $10 level per month. You will receive all our bonus podcasts, a bunch of other stuff. Plus, um, for a limited time offer for the next month let's call it okay one month from today so you'll get a uh, special prize if you sign up at the ten dollar level on top of the t-shirt which you get right of course any and it's not just one t-shirt it's every time we make two new t-shirts you just get it right we just send it to you and we're hoping to do like two shirts a year i think that's easy yeah we've already got like two more designs that are we have ready another to go. design ready to go it'll probably come out late fall yeah so if you're subscribed to the ten dollar level you're just gonna get it yep automatically plus at the at the also new stickers when we make new stickers you, you just get, get those them. yeah uh plus every other thing that we put on patreon that you don't get on our regular social media which include extra podcasts um script pages whatever else we want to put out there snarfiokies yeah uh, all of that stuff comes out on We're Patreon. We're a little behind on some uh, bonus episodes. So yeah, you know why? I cannot get my computer to load Patreon. Okay, we're going to work on this tonight. I don't know why. Um, so limited time offer. If you subscribe at the $10 level, you'll get a bonus entry gift like as a thank you. That would be great. We should make mugs. Well, they're expensive. Coffee mugs. <laughs> you know? Okay. That's what they sound like when we'll, you drink we'll out make, of a coffee Maybe mug. we'll make a tumbler. Tumblers are expensive. Not, but like not a nice a, porcelain mug. Okay, we'll we'll look into it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, for the news, I got some news, Christopher. I got some as well. You do? Mm-hmm. You finally have news. You never I do. bring news. I do have some news. 
What's what's your first one? Well, Jerry, as, as you know, uh, entering stage four in Illinois and across the country, movie theaters are starting to open. Is that tomorrow? Uh, I, Friday, I, yeah, right? Friday. But movie theaters are starting to open. Or I guess it'd be today yeah. when you listen to this. Um, in other states, they've already opened. The problem is there's no new movies to show, really, other than like Trolls, which has been out forever. So there's you know, no I movies. Haven't, so I haven't seen Trolls. All yet. these movie theaters have gone back to playing old movies. They have. And such as that is the circumstance in the world we live in, the number one grossing movie at the box office for the last week has been Jurassic Park. 20, like the original? 27 years after it came out, it is the number one movie in the country at the box office once again. Wow. Yep. Isn't that incredible? Yep. I didn't even know they released it Brought again. Brought in to play. like over a million bucks worldwide or, uh, across the US, That's, which is nothing. No, but I mean, no, it's not. But I mean, when you when you've already all made all of your money back, it's a million dollars that just went out. I to believe everyone. it's the third, third or fourth time it has been number one at the box office. It was re released in the like two thousands. I didn't know, this. and it was number one in the box office then. And I think it was re released again in like two thousand thirteen, and it was number one in the box office at that point too. And now it's number one again. I tell you what, when you go back, if you guys haven't went back and watched this solid movie. movie. You need to go watch it. It is a very solid movie. I think movie. everybody and has seen it, Jerry. No, I know they've seen it. I'm saying if you haven't went back and rewatched it, it holds up so well. Yeah. I mean, it it, honestly, it could be made today. The the graphics in this movie, the way they animatronics, put, the way they put like actual animatronics and CGI, there and stop a, motion. There's CGI, there's stop motion, all of this mixed together throughout the whole movie really made it i mean i think it was probably one of the game biggest game changers for um cgi and stuff like that absolutely it is when when you know the the music plays when they first get to the island yeah and the music plays and they all stand up after they were i think they were by a uh a tyrannosaur not a tyrannosaurus a triceratops were they by the tri- Triceratops first, and then they look up and see all the brontosauruses or the big long neck dinosaurs walking yeah, by? I don't think the brontosaurus is a real thing. No, it's not. You're right. It's called something else. Brachiosaurus? I don't even think it's called that. Whatever. The big long neck ones. You know what I'm talking about. Um, when they turn and you see those walking across that field, that's CGI, all of those dinosaurs. And honestly, I think that looks better than a lot of CGI films that we see nowadays. Ooh, did you know this? Brontosaurus, uh, it, the actual name is the Apatosaurus, once known as Brontosaurus. I don't know why they changed the name. Hmm. Apatosaurus. Okay. Uh, something must have happened to Bronto. He must have got like Me too Yeah, he probably did. So Seriously, Me too uh, The Brachiosaurus, the <laughs> Diplodocus, and the Apatosaurus. <laughs> Are the long-necked uh, sauropods? That's what they're called. Oh, named well, after Sauron, the conqueror. Yes, absolutely. It was definitely <laughs> Sauron that named them. Um, so it, Sauron definitely got me too. Um, he was handsy. Uh, but anyway, the Apatosaurus is walking across this field, and that CGI I think is literally holds up to everything that comes out today. Yeah, it's really, really good. Obviously, you have to take into consideration that this is a 1995 movie, but yeah, it's 95, right? Or 94? Um, I'm I not th- sure. thought it came out the same 94. year. I thought it came out the same year as Forrest Gump, which I th- thought was 95. Uh, 94? 
Okay. Could be. 93 Jurassic Park came out. Really? June 11th, 1993. I remember it being released. I remember getting it from the Mazan market because we never went to the actual movie theater like ever. Um, I remember picking it up at the Mazan market and watching it at home. Gosh, it blows me away. Yeah, they're all good. I like all of them. I like Jurassic World. I, the only one I didn't care for was the newest Jurassic The newest World, one, Fallen yeah. Fallen Kingdom. I agree. It's terrible. Terrible movie. Clever girl. Yeah. Uh, so that was your news. Okay. Did you ever notice that um, uh, the guy from Seinfeld that's in it, what's his name? Newman. Yeah, uh, Newman. I don't remember his real name. I don't uh, either. Oh, God. I know his name. Wayne something. Gretzky. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Um, his name, I never knew his last name in the movie. And it's, it's a uh, nerdman or nerdy or uh, it's, it's Nedry Nedry or but Nedley Nedley. And if you switch the ner- R and the D, it's nerdly. Yes. That's why I said nerdly. Well, the reason I know this is because they just came out with an action figure of his <laughs> yes, recently and just, they just released it. I think yesterday, they Dennis came, Nedry and it comes in a Barbasol can just like those. What what was it that they put in there? Those? Were eggs, right? Eggs, I thought, or uh, DNA, baby DNA. And you unscrew the bottom and can pull it out. And his action figure pulls out of the bottom of this Barbasol can. It's a genius marketing thing. Why they haven't done this before, I don't know. I don't know, but that guy was such a dick. He was, but he dies in the greatest way possible. Wayne Knight, that's his name. I love how he has to run around and try to hook up a um, a winch. And then he comes back in, and the whole like <laughs> the spitter, yeah, was in the was in the truck. Yeah, like, great. And that looked awesome. That was an animatronic dinosaur, and it looked amazing. And it spits the tar on his face. I don't know. I like Newman. Uh, Newman Spitter Dino. What's that guy's name? Spitter Dino. It's a Velocitaurus. Uh, it's a Dilophosaurus. Anyway. Okay. Next news. You got more? <laughs> oh, I got Oh, I got yeah, more yeah. if you if I'm still going. I'll go. Okay, fine. We'll trade. Okay. Um, the Eisner Awards. Have you heard of these before? Yeah, yeah. Will Eisner? Uh I don't think it's Will Eisner, but it is named after a, a human being. Um, but the Eisner Awards are a very like prestigious award for comics. Uh, it's basically the highest award you can get as a comic book writer. They have had to redo all of their voting. They literally were closing their voting this week and they open it for a few months and they were closing the voting this week. And for some reason, the website that they were using for their voting platform spontaneously closed their voting window on its own and totaled all the scores on its own. Um, for no reason, and they don't know why it happened. So they had to, everybody that has either sent in a vote or voted on this platform has to, they're being thrown out, and they have to re-vote for everything all over again. And apparently it's a big deal in the comic book world, and people aren't very happy about it. But they got to redo from scratch now. And now nobody knows if they're an Eisner Award winner until probably August. Hmm. Um, big deal. And if you didn't know, the Eisner Awards were named after Will Eisner. Is that what you said? That is what I said. Oh, all right. Uh, Because I know what I'm talking about, and I know I didn't know everything, Jerry. That's good for you. I'm glad you're that humble. 
They are named in honor of the pioneering writer and artist Will Eisner, who is a regular participant in the award ceremony until his death in 2005. He is dead. Uh, the nominations in each category are generated by five to six member juries and then voted on by comic book professionals and yes. presented at San Diego Comic-Con. So it's just like the Academy Awards, basically. Yeah, it's voted on by your peers. and The jury consists of one comics retailer, one librarian, one academic researcher, among other comics experts. Yeah, it's, it's a very high award for yeah. a comic book writer, and that's what you strive to get is an Eisner Award. If you're an Eisner Award winner, that really propels your career big time. I think it's a much bigger deal, honestly, in the comic book world than what the Oscars would be for uh, actors, to be honest. Um, I think it really helps their career like substantially more because you oh, can have Oscar sure. Oscar Award winners that go nowhere after that you know, Academy Award, but yet Eisner Awards will literally sell you more books and get you more deals. And um, I don't know. I think it's a, kind of a bigger deal. You know who the first award was given to for writing? I'm just going to talk about writing now. For writing? In 1988 was the first year it came out. Frank Miller. Uh, Alan Moore for Watchmen. Alan Moore, okay. 89, Alan Moore for Killing Joke. 91, Neil Gaiman, Sandman. 92, Neil Gaiman. 93, Neil Gaiman. 94, Neil Gaiman. 95, Alan Moore. 96, Alan Moore. 97, Alan Moore. Holy cow. I mean, didn't they have different categories? Alan Moore was uh, for From Hell was his later stuff. Uh, I never read that. Because they do Eisner Awards for like Best New Writer and... Yeah, I'm just talking about Best Writer overall. Alan Moore would win again in 2000, 2001 for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. In 2004 and 2006 for Promethea. And really? I did not know he had this many Eisner yeah. Awards. Neil Gaiman won a bunch. Uh, Garth Ennis won for Hitchman, Hitman, Preacher. Um, Brian Michael Bendis has won uh, several times, mostly for Powers. Ed Brubaker has won for he better have. Captain America, Criminal, and Daredevil. Um, Criminal is such a good... It is criminally underrated. Chris, I know you haven't read it because you refuse to read anything. I, I have read. read Criminal. Not all. No, you haven't. The first trade, yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. Yep. Gosh, I, I love it. it so much. Um, Joe Hill is one for Lock and Key. Brian K. Vaughn is one for Saga. Mark Wade is one for Daredevil and Irredeemable. And in the newest winners, 2016, Jason Aaron won. Which we've, Jason we've Aaron seen is him. very good, yes. He yeah. does uh, Southern Bastards, amongst other things like Star Wars. Brian K. Vaughn has won for Paper Girls. He better have. Our newest winners for the last two years, um, Tom King won for Batman Ooh, yeah. and Swamp Thing. We Did didn't you know get that? to see. He, in 2019, he won for the Swamp Thing winner special. He, Yeah, I absolutely. That's one of my favorite books. And last year, he tied with Marjorie Liu for Monstrous. Folks, if you haven't read the winner special that Tom King wrote for Swamp Thing, just stop everything you're doing right now. Quit your job. Leave your family. I don't know. Whatever you have to do. Get that book and read the one issue that he wrote. It's just 20 pages. Yeah. It's relatively short. And there's not much dialogue to it. Read the winter special of Swamp Thing. It'll change your life. Um, some of the notable artists that have won... Um over the years have been, uh, there have other writing categories. It's a kind of a writing heavy award. Absolutely. Um, they have every, every different genre of writing. Will Eisner Comedy, was a writer. Yeah. Uh, I think he was an artist too, but no, he didn't draw a 
freaking thing, Chris. Oh, sorry. Don't give any credit to those artists. Sorry. To the slums of the art world. Um, I take that back. It's a joke. Actually, no, I don't know if they have an artist-only um, category. They have writer-artist. Hmm. I'm not really sure, so we're not going to do that. Okay, next bit of news. Next. Oh, is that me? Is that it me? is. Um, there has been a little rumor of a, a movie coming out in the MCU. Okay. Think of all the characters that are rife for happening in the MCU that aren't mm. currently happening in the MCU. Oh, X-Men? Well, yes. Maybe more specifically. A uh, particular X-Men. Wolverine versus Hulk? Correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, this has not been confirmed, but they have said... Rumored a Wolverine versus Hulk movie will be I've coming out. Um, there was an animated Wolverine versus Hulk movie. W- was there? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> if you know your comics history, you can look at um, the the uh, introduction of Wolverine, the famous cover of him battling the Hulk. Yes, which is our is in part of our logo. Yes, in part of our logo. You can tell us which one. Which part? Oh, me? No, oh. I mean our listeners can tell us. Oh, part okay. Of I they, thought you were asking like, me. I they can like, like well, search I and figure out. Um, there might be something to do with 181. I don't know. I don't know. It has been claimed by Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. It has been claimed that Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige are developing a Wolverine versus Hulk movie. Details include that while the comic book fans know Hulk versus Wolverine is always a big thing, the reason the movie had Wolverine listed in the title first is that Marvel Studios still doesn't completely own the rights to the Hulk films, right? but they do own Wolverine following the Disney Fox deal. I was going to bring that up. So they aren't going to launch anything with Hulk. It's a standalone. They can't. Yeah, Yeah. because they can't. So they have to launch. Universal still owns the Hulk. They have to launch basically Wolverine movies or X-Men movies from that movie on. As long as they have another character as a primary character in the movie, such as Thor Ragnarok, not being called Planet Hulk and Hulk being second tier to Thor, that is why. According to the rumor, which which comes from Mikey Sutton on on Facebook. Hey, what up, Mikey? (laughs) The Hulk that will be featured in Wolverine vs. Hulk will be based on the current iteration from the hugely popular Immortal Hulk comic series. Yeah, that's what I was also going to bring up there. They're going to use Immortal Hulk for that movie. This is which uh, is different. He's a different like size. I was looking at a size chart of Hulk today, just randomly. Don't ask me why. This is the things I do. Uh, but apparently, like you know, the Hulk has changed over the years to multiple different sizes. So, like the original Hulk was six six, six foot six inches tall, and then. There was like Savage Hulk, which was like the baby type, like dumb, like just smash everything type Hulk. He was like seven five or seven six. And then the Lou Ferrigno Hulk was six five. Uh the MCU Hulk was around uh eight eight. They're judging that just by him standing in frames next to certain people like Thor, who is six three, and they were judging it off of that, saying he's like eight foot, eight inches tall. And then in the Incredible Hulk movie, the first one with uh, uh, Eric Bana, the uh, yeah, I believe it was just called Hulk by Ang Lee. Ang Lee, yes. So in his movie, that's the only iteration where he's changed 
sizes as he got madder. So he first started out at nine feet. Then the next time you see him when he's starting to get hit by a bunch of artillery and gunshots and stuff from the army, army he bumps up to 12 feet tall. And then the final iteration when he's uh, fighting Is that abomination? the abomination? Abomination, I, I think. That maybe is from Incredible Hulk. I can't remember. It is. It's the that's uh that's the other one with that one guy that was from Fight Club. Yeah. Edward Norton. Yeah. That's Abomination. But it, it the last time you see him in the first Incredible Hulk movie he goes up to 15 feet tall. But then uh the one uh where Edward Norton's in it, he's like 9 foot. Okay. Well, this, anyway, I don't know how I got into that, but I started getting into it. This is going to, uh, the Immortal Hulk comic series, which I've never read, is more horror oriented with roots from the early comics. So something to look forward to three to four years off in the future, potentially if Mikey Sutton is cracked. Hey, yo, Mikey, say hello to your mother for me. Huh? Anywho. Uh, don't you think that's kind of small for Hulk? Even being like seven foot tall, Immortal Hulk was like seven six. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's small for a Hulk. It's there probably are people more believable though. Well, a lot of so when I was reading this article and looking at the height sizes, they were saying they want to keep him more human like than being alienish because it's stemming from a human. So Immortal Hulk is nine feet tall. Yeah, two thousand pounds. Yeah, I mean, don't I feel like that's kind of uh, nine feet getting up big. there, but being like six 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 five, uh, seven foot even is relatively small for a Hulk. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but we'll see. I don't know. I think it is. Uh, Joe Hill, you know that guy? I do. We just talked about him. He won an Eisner Award. He has for Lock and Key, and he's also Stephen King's son. And he is. He is Joe Hill King. He took his mother's last name as his middle name. He said hello to his mother. Yeah. Hey, Joe, say hello to your mother for me. Joe Hill. Do you know a guy? There's another guy that writes books. His name is Neil Gaiman. Do you yeah. know him? Mm-hmm. Sandman. Exactly. This is where I'm going, Chris. Joe Hill is writing. That's not Sandman. Is that Enter Sandman? Metallica. Oh. I think I'd know that. Joe Hill writes a book called Lock and Key, and he is doing a crossover with the Sandman universe for his next iteration of Lock and Key. And so it says in this article that I uh, read, it said Hill confirmed that his his and Rodriguez's next Lock and Key story, In Pale Battalions Go, that's what it's called, Hmm. will lead into... Sandman universe crossover. And this is what he says. This is what Joe Hill said. There's a new lock and key story coming out called lock and key in the pale battalion go about world war one. I think the first issue of that comes out in August. There's three issues in all and it's set off. Uh, it sets off the lock and key slash Sandman crossover, which is called Helen gone. Nice. I am excited. About I mean, that. it makes sense for those worlds to cross over. Absolutely, it does. And apparently, a lot of people had assumed this was going to happen at some point. Even when the first like issues of this book came out, they assumed it would cross over with Sandman. I had no idea. But I think this would be incredible because yeah. Sandman is a real good book. Yeah, that's another one everybody should uh, should 
check out. That's yes. one like if you like, uh, I want to say horror. Emo? No, not emo. Like, I mean, it's kind of emo. Not emo. That's like goth. Yeah, it's like dark. Goth. Yes, dark gothic. Like, like, you know, like. But don't forces. don't let that don't let that like um, turn you away from it. If you aren't into that kind of stuff, the story there is very very good. It is relatively dark, but it's so like intriguing. Like everything yeah. pulls you in. You want to know more about what's going on. Um, that is one. If you like that kind of genre, anything darker on the darker edge, you you really like that. If I just I'm thinking about that because I know other people that don't read comics necessarily, but like fantasy. If you like fantasy, you probably like saga. If you like uh, horror, you might like Lock and Key or Sandman. You know, if you like uh, adventure, you might like uh, Mark Wade's Daredevil Run, Paper Girls, or Paper Girls. Um, so anyway, that's a good one. If you mm-hmm. like, if you like the darker impulses, I do. Yeah, I do like those. Um, very much so. Do I, I like actually, the darker stuff? Is Sandman? It's not horror or dark. Maybe it is more like fantasy, like yeah, mythological, like, a, like mythology. Mythological. Yeah, I would call it like that. It's very hard to pinpoint this book, apparently, <laughs> yeah. but it's very good. Okay, well, they say on here that. It blends mythology, history, and a horror setting within the DC universe. Okay. So, check it out. Oh, it's my turn again. Absolutely. It's your turn, yeah. Um, (laughs) Real quick on this one. I I put something on Facebook, but it caught my eye. Disney has come out and kind of started to make the roadmap for the next batch of Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. Um, The plan right now, according to the reports out now is that Disney's next batch of star Wars movies will start in 2022 hmm. with that trilogy being every two year release, 2022, 2024, 2026. And the idea is that they will be releasing one a year, similar to how they did earlier in this release. So assuming that they would do standalone movies in the interim years, like they did with solo and rogue one. I think that's a good idea. So like a five movie, and then the idea is that they'll all kind of work together to build towards a Infinity War saga ending, really? like Marvel Cinematic Universe did. I, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with that. We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if the story sucks, then you oh, can go Oh, they'll also wrong, be alternating with Avatar sequels, the first of which will arrive in 2021, possibly all. Everything's delayed a year now, but I would guess. I tell you what. I saw some still images of the first, this is the first ever done mocap suit done underwater. So they did motion caption underwater for the Avatar movie. Oh, so now instead of cat people, they got like fish people. Maybe. I don't know. It looked like a cool. Like, oh, now the humans are killing the oceans. (laughs) Yes. It's all about microplastics. (laughs) Microplastics. They're they're mining mining. titanium (laughs) underwater. Now we need the dances with wolves story to tell about how the white saviors come in and integrate themselves with the native population and save them from. This will be more of a. Uh, Swiss Family Robinson type movie. It's not a very politically correct message, that movie, to be sending these days. In this really, uh, in this world of offense taken, I don't know if the story of Avatar plays very well. I don't know. James Cameron pulls it off. I mean, it's the same problem that Dances with Wolves had, right? 
at the time, was it a problem? Um, I mean, I don't think at the time, but I think history remembers it as a a white savior movie, and people have a problem with that. I could see that being a problem now. Um, but it's been I, a criticism of the film. I still think it's a good and that movie. genre of film. Well, Kevin Costner is a national treasure. So I mean, can does it have to be a white savior? Can it just be a Kevin Costner savior? Absolutely. I mean, why do we have to single out? Race? We don't. You did. We don't have to. So maybe if Kevin Costner can be the one doing the saving. I think Kevin Costner needs to get involved with these Avatar movies and save everyone. Yeah. Because he came from the Field of Dreams, rebuilt the Field, field of Dreams. Um, or the one guy, uh, Sam also, Rockwell. We can do him too. Ooh, he's a very yeah. good guy, I feel like. <laughs> Except for when he plays a bad guy, but either way, he does that well. Yeah. Um, Kevin Costner also has gills. I don't know if you remember Behind that. his ears. Yeah, right behind his ears. And he can piss into a coffee maker and make pure water. That's amazing. Oh, man, he's he's a genius. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Banks, she is an actress. Oh, did she, I say I was done? I thought you were done. Well, I was going to tell you a little more details about it. Okay, but, forget okay. about what I said then. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks, not important. Oh, this one's important. The first phase of Disney era is over, Jerry, as I said. It is? Um, it's known that the next film will be released in 2022, but what about that? Ever since 2015, the studio has been dropping one movie per year. Um, sources close to WGTC are saying that Disney will stop putting out one Star Wars movie a year again from 2022 onwards, and they have been told that they will have a stronger plan and a better hold on the bigger picture than they did with the sequel trilogy, which has fam- famously was made up as it went along. Well, of course they're going to say that. And they will be more <laughs> successful this time. Right. So. I would also say that about the movies I'm going to put out in the future. Um, so there could be some interplay between you and McGregor in, as Obi-Wan. There should be. Because um, we all know that's a show coming on Disney+. Yes. Plus. Plus there's a whole... It's safe to assume they're going to be using The Mandalorian, uh, Dave Filoni, Star Wars Rebels model yeah. going forward. Which is the only way to go at this point. Yeah. You have to go that way. So that's all I got. That's uh, it on that. I think that's smart. Do oh, th- they also have the spe- uh, Rogue One spinoff series with Cassie and Andor. Yes. I, we always forget about that one. So do you think uh, part of this launch sequence that they're talking about right now, like going out to 2022 as releasing their first movie, is in response to like the whole COVID thing? Do you think that maybe they were going to release something in 2021 and decided let's push it back a whole nother year? I don't think so. And just act like it was going to be that way because it's smarter to do? No, I think that that they were probably targeting that to begin you with. You think they so? They got to let it rest a little bit. I agree with you, but I mean, letting it rest for, it was still letting it rest for a couple of years. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know either. I don't want to wait till 2022, but I don't either. But I do think it's a good move because everything should hopefully be like calmed down a little bit with the virus stuff. You never know. Maybe not. It's not an election year, so might be done with. Uh, Might be all over by then. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like it will be all over. I mean, the world. Oh well, I don't believe that, but uh, it could be. I guess. Elizabeth Banks. Oh, her. She's a girl. She, the one, the producer of The Hunger Games. Yes, and also that one <laughs> I don't know if that's right. singing movie. Uh, Pitch Perfect? Yes, she did. She's a very, very, very big producer. She is. And so, actor. So she is uh, set to star as, as a one Miss Frizzle. 
Oh. In the live action Magic School Bus. Well, I don't need that. That Disney's doing. <laughs> Honestly, I'm excited about it. Really? I loved the Magic School Bus was as a kid. Not neither here nor there on it. PBS is where it's at. I know she could solve this whole COVID situation real quick. Absolutely. You get in the Magic School Bus, you get inside that virus, and you explode it. Bang, bang. Boom, done. Done. So she's going to be Miss Frizzle. And guess what? She's producing that movie. She is one of the producers of the movie. But uh, yeah, she's involved with it. I thought that was neat. I like, I really, I found the Magic School Bus on, um, I believe it's called Noggin. Yeah. The There's an app. And I was trying to force my children to watch it. you use that app without them somehow getting $4.99 from you. And then like two months later, you're like, why is there a $4.99 charge? <laughs> Noggin? <laughs> yes. I, li- I literally just canceled it. And like the boys know how to get, get stuff. Because on Amazon Fire Stick, it's very easy to click on any app and it says start a free trial. And they just click yeah, on it right you away. You can put a password on it, but yeah. You can? Uh, yeah, Jerry. It's called parental settings. Oh, I've never looked into that. <laughs> I really need to do that. After like the 20th movie that my children bought, and I'm like, I need to stop emailing Amazon and asking them for refunds. Yeah. My mom will do it too. My mom will be at the house and just be like, yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that. Oh, you want to watch that? Sure. Let's get that app. Free trial for seven days. And I won't tell anybody about it. Yeah. But I do get the emails, but I don't get the email until they charge you. Yeah. And so I get charged from all these There's a reason apps. for that, Jerry. Reason for what? They make it tricky on purpose. Oh yeah, so they want your money, and they get it from me constantly. So Keep I literally just const- I just canceled Noggin recently, but I was trying to make them watch Magic School Bus on there, and they weren't interested. But I'm gonna also force this live action movie on them because I feel like Elizabeth Banks can pull it off. Not interested. Next, I am interested. Uh, let's speed it up because I got we got a lot of what you're watching. It's I've got one. Six more news. Oh, my God. Okay. I only got one more left to talk about, Good. and that is Mr. Michael Keaton. Oh, well, take one of those stories off of is my... Is rumored to be returning in the Batsuit. Yeah, I'm Batman. In Ezra Miller's latest Flash movie. Here's the reason... Which is also rumored. <laughs> exactly. So here's the reason why I didn't post this to our social media. I saw it right away. I was I was getting ready to share it on on Snarf Comics, and you like the rest of us thought, didn't he just get into a bunch of trouble? Did he? Yeah, he did get into a bunch of trouble. No, he, he didn't. Yes, he did. About he, what? He beat somebody up on the did, street. I mean, it's Batman. He deserved it. No, Ezra this Miller is, beat somebody up. Oh yeah, Ezra Miller. He is choked a woman. A, yeah, he's a dirtbag. Sounds like he was drunk. He so. choked a woman on video in Ireland. In in Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. It was a confusing video, though. Yeah. And it was made to make him look bad, I think. Yeah. So anyway, apparently he's still going to be, and it's a Flashpoint movie, right? It is a Flashpoint movie. So That's they're going to reset the DC universe. This has been, Smart. this has been, it, it's, they've went through like five or six different writers. Ezra Miller himself has said, I'm writing this and this is what we're going to do. Please don't um, let him do that. Yeah. I. <laughs> we have no reason to believe he can do that effectively. Correct. Why don't you just hire... Whoever wrote that comics. I agree with you. Um, any, anyway, what I was going to say is the whole reason I didn't post this is because the Flash movie itself is still like up in the air whether it's actually going to happen. And then once you read the article about them saying Michael Keaton's going to be Batman again, 
it's literally just the beginning of talking to him and saying, like, figuring out if he can be in this movie or not. But it totally makes sense for him to do it that. It absolutely does make sense. He could be Thomas Wayne in the whole Flashpoint. He could be the father. He could be Batman. Like, it all works out. Yeah. But we're a little ahead but of the game here. Is it Flashpoint where Thomas Wayne is Batman and yes. he uses guns? Yes. And he kills people? Yes. Spoilers. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Johns wrote Flashpoint, and he is also like, isn't he like the head of DC? DC, yeah. Like the studio. He has some high end. Yeah, he's up there. Position. I think he is like the Kevin Feige of the DC. Correct. He was, but I thought he stepped down. He might have. He was for a little while, and I think he stepped down because Jim Lee's the head of like the creative. Yes, I know that, but I don't think Jim Lee's in comic books. Yeah, for comic books, right? Um. Anyway, so. I'm kind of skeptical on that. Like, let's hold off on getting really excited about Michael Keaton being Batman again. I just, uh, you know, it, it's a report, and that's all it is. He did step down in 2008 as the head of DC Entertainment to open his production company, Mad Ghost Productions, huh. focusing on writing and producing film, television, comic book series, titles based on DC properties. So the same thing. So right before I heard this news article about uh, Michael Keaton, I had read an article that Tom Holland uh, did an interview. Tom Holland. Yes, Tom Holland. He has a f- perfect American accent. Yes, and he's also from Holland. He's actually not. He's uh, I believe he's a. Uh, he's a from lot, London. London. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. That was like your Dick Van Dyke <laughs> chimney sweep voice. <laughs> Like real bad English accent. Did I was sweep the chimneys? All right, all right. Uh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> anyway, Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. Anywho, <laughs> Tom Holland uh, was doing an interview, and he was saying that during um, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, all of his scenes with Michael Keaton, especially when they were fighting. He said they had some fight scenes, and Michael Keaton would always end the scene with, I'm Batman. <laughs> he said, and I couldn't, he's like, I couldn't hold it together. I kept laughing, and it took me forever. He said, and he never stopped saying it. Through the whole production, he kept saying it. And finally, he's like, finally it got old enough to where I didn't laugh anymore. Yeah. He's like, but he ruined so many scenes. And Tom Holland was like, well, I've never seen that movie because I wasn't alive. <laughs> right. I wasn't alive until 2002. <laughs> Anyway, that was my little tidbit of story. Uh, Splash Mountain. It's changing, bud. Yeah. Did you hear this? Yes. Changing to the old Princess and the Frog theme. Yeah. Uh, so apparently that's been in the works for quite a while, but they finally just released it and said, we are doing it. They're like, this. well, this is fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fortunate turn yeah. of events. <laughs> uh, I guess we waited till the right time. Um, here's my thing on this. Okay. I know there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in support of it online. There's a lot of people that are saying like, rah, 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 shaking their hands. Right, it makes no difference. Here's the thing. I have been to Disney World several times, probably like four times. About a hundred. Never uh, rode. <laughs> never rode Splash Mountain because we always went in the winter and it's always close. You've never rode Splash Mountain. Listen, let me finish my story, Jerry. Oh my god! But last time we went, this gay. or two times we went ago when we went with Pyrrhus, maybe. Anyway, we went late later in March over spring break time, and I did ride it, and that was the first time I ever rode it. Yeah, and it's an awesome ride. Incredible! It's so fun, and it's long. It's like a twenty-five minute long ride. First off, 
I thought it was I don't just think the log. It's 25 it is. Minutes. Yes, it's a long ride. I know because I have touring plans and I schedule my oh, trips. Okay. I, th- I, I wrote it when I was a little kid, right? In fifth grade, I think. The only time we ever went when I was a kid. Scared you. And I just thought it was the drop. I didn't remember any of the pre stuff, but most of the ride is like riding it's around all built up. in this like briar patch. And anyway, so this new time, so I knew nothing about it because mm-hmm. I didn't remember it. This last time that we wrote it, I'm riding around in that thing and I'm like, I don't know what is going on here. <laughs> yeah. Who any of these characters are Briar Rabbit, Briar Bear, Briar Patch. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then you go into the gift shop when you get off and there's like a little gift shop and you can buy like the Briar Rabbit and yeah. stuff. I'm like, Briar Bitch. What is this? What is this from? Like, I don't know anything about it. I have no it. idea. And then it, I, I researched it because I'm like, I, I don't know what this is based off of. I thought it was just an original content. Probably computer wore tennis shoes. No, it was based off of the movie Song of the South, which is a banned Disney movie. It is. Which was like... Song, Song of the South. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind. Ain't, Ain't on HBO anymore. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming back again. Um, no, so they banned Song of the South a long time ago. I, I don't, I've never seen it. I don't think, um, because it had apparently like racist stuff in it. I don't know. Don't know. Well, Disney obviously ate some sweet potato pie and they had to shut their mouth about but it. But that's what the movie's based off. Those characters are in that movie, Song of the South. Also the song Zippity Doodah, which I do remember from when I was Zippity a kid. Zippity Doodah. Or is that the Zippity right one? Zippity. One of those songs. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. So anyway, after writing that, I'm like, well, this is, and after finding all of that, I'm like, well, this is dumb. Why don't they redo this based on a newer movie that people actually know what the hell it's about? And that's what they're doing. In comes Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. And I actually think that's a great because the theme of Princess the f- and the Frog being on the bayou and stuff makes complete sense for the ride because you're going around it does. like in a, you could just make it look like a swamp. I'm in a swamp. And a lot of it's inside. So you can make it dark and swampy and you yeah. can do the crocodiles playing the trumpet like, yeah. I'm a crocodile. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Princess and the Frog. I think not it's a, a good movie. pretty bad movie. <laughs> it's not a good movie. But. If you need something that's based on riding around in a river, it's it's a good one. For I that. just think it's crazy that they make a kids movie involved with like black magic and voodoo. Like, yeah. don't you think that's weird mm-hmm. for a little kid movie? I don't know, but it makes sense for the ride. I don't know any other. They got enough Little Mermaid stuff, so I don't know any water based Disney movies that you can do. Well, there is a... A lot of that movie, Princess and the Frog, they're riding around on logs yeah, in a they, river. No, you're right. They really are. <laughs> I mean, they do in Pocahontas, though, too. Yeah. I don't even remember I, that movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. I doubt they're going to make a Pocahontas Have thing. you ever seen the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Or ask the grinning bobcat why he grins? John Smith. Can you sing with all the colors? Oh yeah, of, of the, the mountain. Blue. No, all Can the colors. Can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Oh man, that's so good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good rendition. Yeah, why don't they? They should have done Pocahontas. Yeah, it's a way it's, better movie. But it's old. Who kids, cares? Little kids don't know that movie. It's old. Nobody cares about little kids, Chris. <laughs> They care about our age people. Princess That's and the Frog it. is new. It's more in the cultural zeitgeist. It's like 2005, right? 
No, it's got to be New Orleans. Is it New I don't care. And Princess Tiana's all over Disney World. Yeah, for She's sure. one of the Disney princesses. You can't go meet Pocahontas. Well, actually, you can meet Pocahontas, but she isn't in the Princess Fairy Hall. Really? You can go meet Cinderella and Tiana in one room, and you can go meet Rapunzel and Elena, the Princess of Avalor, in the other room. Well, that's... Talk uh, about another irrelevant character. Why are they doing Elena of Avalor? Elena of Avalor. Yeah, it was a Disney show on Disney Junior. Don't know. Didn't even know that one. <laughs> Don't even know who she is. It, was, it ran for like two years, but you go meet her in, in the main hall. Well, that's Doesn't stupid. Make any sense. Bring Pocahontas Yeah, bring Pocahontas. Mulan. Give me a Mulan. I'd love to have a Mulan. I'd love to watch that movie. Yeah. When's that ever coming out? They could do a Mulan scene in, in Splash Mountain, yeah. but it's just the part where they're all bathing. <laughs> yes, and singing, I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> yeah, that's culturally relevant, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think that would go over real well. I'll make, make a, a man, man out of you. you. That was Donny Osmond. And they changed it in the new Mulan that's coming out. They changed it because it was sexist. Well, I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, clearly. <laughs> right. But it all, it's also like relevant to the story because she's literally trying to ch- like change into a is, man. Jerry, because... because sometimes things can be <laughs> things that you don't like, but also make sense in the context of a story. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right, Chris. Say hello to your mother for me. All right. Twister. <clears throat> the movie Twister about tornadoes. The movie where Helen Hunt shows eats her breasts. pancakes and biscuits and gravy <laughs> in some old lady's kitchen. <laughs> she really does. That's a great scene. And they all are jumping all over top, top of each other, throwing flapjacks yeah. on each other. So, Sean, a uh, Patreon subscriber, Sean, good friend of mine, as uh, he sent me that scene one just recently, I don't remember why. Eggs, we got the eggs. Yes. I'm scrapping them up in the pan. Was it him or was it on a text message that you were involved with? Maybe David sent it to <laughs> I us. I don't remember. I, it was either David or Sean, but they sent us that scene from Twister. I think it was David, and it, it was, was hilarious. David, yeah. It is the worst scene. <laughs> it's so it's funny. So bad. Anyway, Twister's a very good movie, but apparently they're doing a reboot slash reimagining of Twister, and it's in talks. They're making another movie about it. I mean, do you really have to reboot or reimagine a movie about a tornado? Guess what? That's all they do anymore. But you could just be like, yeah, we're making another tornado movie. Yeah. It's not a reboot. It's not a reimagining. It's just another tornado. No, movie. you gotta tie yourself to the original it's, that everybody you gotta loves. Tie yourself to that thing with the belt, where the barn gets ripped away. Yes, if you tie yourself with a belt to a steel post, you will survive <laughs> any. Tornado. Nothing will hit you. F five. It's an F five. Get your belts out. <laughs> but yeah, no, the reboot's gonna have uh, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton in it again. Is that what they said? I didn't know that. I think, I think you made that up. I think Bill Paxton died. Did he? Yeah. He did. Heart attack early in his life. <sighs> so good. A couple, di- couple years ago. Yep, he had a stroke. <sighs> I always worry about strokes. I don't know why. Because you have high blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> that's I guess that's that exactly why. <laughs> I mean, it's controlled. Uh, Bill Paxton, Twister, died 61 years old. Hmm, he was older than I thought. Um, anyway, he was also in Aliens. 
just by the way. Yeah, he was. In Titanic. In Apollo um, 13 and Weird Science and Edge of Tomorrow and The Terminator. Henry Cavill. He's another Ooh. actor. This is not really story, like a real news story, I guess, but it just makes me kind of happy because I agree with it. He said, he put out a statement and said he never wants to stop playing Superman. That's never. what I need to hear. That's what I want to hear. I do too. And it's you like, know hey, why? where's your bread buttered, man? F- fucking Superman. I mean, Geralt. Well, yeah, he's going to get a lot from that. He's an awesome witcher. Um, I actually think he's a better witcher than he is a Superman. I think he's a perfect Superman. He's a very though. good Superman. In no way is he a bad Superman. The only reason why people hate on him is because of the whole mustache like editing stuff from... The only bad thing that, about... He's not a bad Superman. Him he's awesome. is just... Uh, Brandon Routh is so much better. <laughs> okay. I don't think he was bad. I didn't think he was bad at the time. Until Henry Cavill came along, and then I was like, oh, he's a little bit better than you. And he's not even American. He's also a, uh, an Englishman. All right, all right, all right. But he's got a proper British accent. He does, but he's also American in the movies. Yes. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Scream 5. Uh, don't even. It is officially going to happen. Don't care. Spyglass and Paramount Pictures are putting together a Scream Five. Can you believe that? Is Courtney Cox and David Arquette in it? They don't. They haven't put anybody on the film yet. They better be though. Wouldn't that be awesome? They were married. Yeah, it's gonna be somebody. It's gonna be young. It'll be targeting a younger audience. It's gonna be that lady. I don't really care for. She was in. Nev Campbell? No, she's always acted a little bit off. A little bit like, hmm, there's something wrong with her. Uh, she was in, not Step Brothers, but Old School, where they say, I'm here for the gangbang. And she's like, <laughs> what does she say? Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember her name. The one that plays his wife? Yeah, yeah his I, wife. I know who you're talking about. What, what's her name? I don't know. Where she's like, uh, I always I didn't know. mean to. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. I, why am I thinking of Juliet Lewis? But yes. Like, no, that's her. Juliet Lewis. Oh, it is Juliet Lewis. Yeah. There's I, something I, wrong with her, I right? Stand her. You need to put her put her in a scream movie, and just like kill her off right away. Uh, they've got some cast out. Nev Campbell for Scream Five is returning. I, I guess I didn't read into As it. Sadie. Sadie? Sydney. She was Sydney. Oh, Sydney. David Arquette is back. He needs to get a good movie That's in. That's all they got. Perfect. It's a perfect movie. I mean, pff, no way you can do a repeat performance of the likes of Eight-Legged Freaks. <laughs> You're right. What a great film that was. All right, my last news article that I have. Last one. This is it. Okay. Uh, a one Mr. Joel Schumacher yes. passed away. I heard that. I did not know he was 80 years old. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that. I thought Joel Schumacher was a young director when he did Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah, he wasn't. He was not. He was obviously not a child. He was born in 1939. Unbelievable. He was going to turn 81 this year. Yeah. That's Uh, pretty incredible. But uh, along with this, so the man passed away. People were praising his work and whatnot. And the singer Seal... You know Seal? Yeah. He had a little song called Kissed by a Rose. And do badly 
Baby, I wanna hear about our kiss by the rose all the time. Um, I stayed in a condo that was above his condo. I you told you that told story. That story on this podcast, um, and that's because of the Pritzker family. Yeah, did he die? No. Oh. Um, no, Joel Schumacher did. What does that have to do with Seal? Well, I'm going to tell you. You didn't let me finish. You okay. broke out in song. Because didn't he do the soundtrack for... See, let, can I finish? Uh, I don't want you Seal, to. Um, well, Joel Schumacher uh, called him and said, do you have a song available for this movie, Batman, that I'm doing? He's like, no, I don't really have anything ready. He's like, but his manager ended up sending him Kiss by a Rose uh, from his previous album that nobody listened to or heard of. And he said, I love it. I love everything about it. It will work perfectly tying into the next movie. And uh, he's like, I'm going to use it as my post credit scene or my, my credits uh, song. And seal is crediting Joel Schumacher as saying he owes a large part of his career uh, to the him. only part of his career. Yeah. And does saying anybody he, know another seal song? He launched his career and that song because of that Batman movie and said, I owe everything to him. And in the exact, well, the year following that movie's release, he ended up getting multiple Grammy awards for best artist, best album, best song, like all of these things. And from there on out, he ended up marrying Heidi Klum and, you know, the rest is history. The rest is in print boys. Um, well, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot that song was in that movie, but yeah. So you want to hear some other Joel Schumacher movies that you might have forgotten about? I haven't forgotten about any of them. Um, the Wiz. He wrote The Wiz. Didn't know that. <laughs> is that weird? Wow, that is um, something. He directed uh, St. Elmo's Fire and wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lost Boys he directed. I knew The Lost Boys. I love The Lost Boys. That's a very good movie. Uh, Flatliners. He did that one. Um, the Client. Batman Forever, of course. Yep. Um, Batman and Robin, the best one of the series. Absolutely. A fun movie called Eight Millimeter. That was a good movie. Nicholas Cage. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Tigerland. I love that movie with Colin Farrell. It's one of my favorites. Love that movie. I don't know if I've seen it. Oh, great movie. Uh, Phone Booth, he did. Oh, that's the one where there's like a sharpshooter guy and there's like a sniper. That is on a guy in the phone booth, and he has to try to figure out things from the phone booth. Yeah, Colin Farrell in that one, too. Yep, yep, yep. Um, He did The Number 23. Jim Carrey. Yeah. That's a decent movie. It's kind of weird. And that's about it. Kind of kind of fizzled out after that. I mean, if I had those movies in my career, hey, I would be like, yep, that's what I've done. There's tons of other ones, so don't get me wrong. I'm just, they're not as noteworthy. Write me the check. There's other ones I've heard of. but Write me the check. That's what I'd say, you know. He likes to make movies based on song titles, apparently, because he did a movie called, well, that's not a song title, Bad Company. I guess yes, that's a it band. is. No, but it's also a song title. Okay. Bad Company by Bad Company. Okay, that was Chris Rock and Anthony Hopkins. That was I, for, I forgot about that movie. Bad Company. He also did uh, Man in the I Mirror. I can't deny. No, don't come out the man in the mirror. That's all I know. Yeah, that's a good Michael song. Michael Jackson. God, he is good. 
I've been he listening really to Michael Jackson. Very good. I listen to him sometimes on my Google Home device. I just get like a Michael Jackson uh, thing. No going joke, on. dude. That man could sing. I've watched videos of him. I, I watched a video of him just singing his part in um, "We Are the World," and he literally sang his part. I've talked about this on the podcast before, actually, but he sang his part like forty times in a row. They just kept recording it, and every time was just as perfect as the time before. I mean, it was flawless singing the entire time, and it was just him standing in the middle of this empty room with a microphone in front of him. He had, like, one headphone, you know, like, on one ear, like they do. I don't... Singers do that. And he held it, and they're like, okay, and go. And he'd sing his line, like, his a couple lines, sing it all, and then they'd be like, all right, stop. Like, uh, all right, Michael, could you do that one more time? And he'd sing it all again right away. That's incredibly hard. Yeah. You guys don't know how hard we work at these snarfiokis. I know they kind of sound funny. It is hard to sing. It's hard to sing well. It's hard well, to record it's yourself. It's hard for you well. to sing well. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. You're right. I'm not a good singer. Um, and it is hard to record that well and to get on pitch and tone and all this kind of stuff. Like, And he just did it flawlessly every single time. Yeah. Pretty good. He also composed a lot of his songs, all the different parts, but he didn't play any instruments. So we did it all vocally. <laughs> that's pretty. I mean, amazing. at least that's what they say. I don't know. That's what they say. Those um, are the stories. All right, is that it for the news? That's all I got. I got someone I'm watching more than you, so I want to get moving on. Get that. after it. Why don't you do yours first, unless it's something big? Uh, it's one of the same ones that you have. Oh, and you told me to watch it. Which one? We can talk about it because. Artemis Fowl. Oh, okay. That's one of mine, too. Artemis Fowl. Okay. Spoilers. Um, Disney mi- movie. Minor spoilers, if you care. But it is a Disney movie on Disney Plus mm-hmm. based on a very popular YA book series that I never heard of and never read. Never Correct, heard but, of until the movie. But after reading about the uh, the YA novel or book series, I was kind of intrigued. I was like, man, this sounds kind of interesting. You know, the books sound kind of interesting. I think it would it would be made into a good movie. I always look for stuff that I can watch with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, most nice of the of stuff you. I watch, I can't watch around my children. Right. So in the hours before I get time to watch stuff at, after they go to bed, it's nice to be able to watch something with my kids. Mm-hmm. I watched a movie with your kid, actually, the, the other day. What movie? Playing with Fire. Playing with Fire? John Cena, Keegan-Michael Key. They're he loves Grady loves John Cena. Oh yes, he does. I heard all about it. <laughs> he um, loves they're John like Cena. fire smoke jumpers, firefighters, and they oh, okay. rescue some kids and then they have to take care of their kids. Did he like it? Uh I think the kids liked it, yeah. yeah. It wasn't a very good movie, but it wasn't as bad as the reviews for it were, which okay. I was surprised for. It actually was kind of funny if you like slapstick comedy kids movie. Like I can go for that. In sometimes. the vein of like some of the early rock movies. I, they don't bother me. Anyway, beside the point. Uh, so that's why I wanted to watch RM's Fall. I was kind of excited about it, even though we heard, obviously, terrible, terrible. reviews. We yeah. talked about it. Uh, we heard I think about Forbes those. called it a movie most foul. It did. Yeah, it said that. So given all of that, uh, what was your reaction to the Artemis Fowl movie? Um, I was excited about this. I turned it on. You had told me about it the night that I dropped Grady off at the house. You're like, you need to watch Artemis Fowl. Okay. So I think it was the next night. No, I think it was that night I st- I started it, started watching it, finished it the next night. But uh, why I ever went back to finish this, I don't know. <laughs> the, the first half of this movie 
is just, well, not the first half. The whole movie is just a jumbled mess. Yeah. Garbage heat pile of a movie. No cohesive plot. Not a single ounce of... No likable character. <sighs> Terrible acting. Every ounce of it. Colin Farrell's in this movie. Barely. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning. Yeah. And I saw his face and I was like, huh. Oh, and this, Josh Gad. You're like, oh, Josh this Gad's could be in something. this? Oh, the the freaking um, what's that guy's name from Harry Potter? Uh, I don't know. You're a wizard, Harry. Rubius Hagrid. Hagrid. It's like a freaking Hagrid ripoff oh, of that sure. dude. In a weird, the voice. And he tries to talk like I him. I can't get over how his terrible voice. You have Josh Gad, who's a phenomenal actor. He's very good. Phenomenal and an amazing singer. Great comedic actor, yes. improviser, and all that has a naturally higher voice. And you're gonna try to make him speak really low. You're gonna make him speak and like a rough voice, like Batman. he's a, like he's a tough guy. Yeah, he's not a tough guy. Make him whoever you want him to be. Don't dress him in rags and have long hair and a big beard and try to make him something he can't play. Yeah. He cannot play that character. I mean, the other gravelly, terrible voice was Dame Judy Dench. Yes. Oh, my the, God. What was she, the captain or the... I don't even know, man. It's so such a bad movie. Everything could, about this movie is a failure. I cannot even like tell you what the plot was. Oh, and, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> if you were planning on watching this, save yourself an hour and 30 minutes. And don't. Yeah, don't watch it. It is it's not terrible. worth it. The production of it is not good. It's bad. It looks bad like movie. a poorly made Disney TV show. It it you could tell that they were trying to make this a high budget movie with the actors and even some of the effects. I thought it was supposed to be. I thought it was it supposed was clearly to be supposed to be a high budget movie. And then when you started watching it, it reminded me of Lava Girl and Shark Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, that movie is a billion times better. The movie itself is better, but the production quality right. is the same. Uh, I don't know, man. And, and on paper, everything should be perfect for me. There's lots of... I don't even know any of this going into the movie. I had no idea what it was about. I didn't know there was magic and fairies and correct. dwarves and any of that. And when that started happening, I'm like, oh, oh. my God, I'm going to like this. It's like a kid's version of Carnival Row. Y it was. You're right. And, and Colin Farrell's in it. It's not. Colin Farrell wasn't in Carnival Row either. Yes, he was. Orlando Bloom. Oh, that's Orlando Bloom. They're the same person. <laughs> that's fine. Um, no. Anyway, it's really bad, guys. Don't watch it. It's so bad. Can we talk about how bad it is real quick? Yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> I don't even know how, how I can expand on that anymore. It's just, I got so freaking mad. Because I have no idea. I like I was zoning in and out because you can't follow the plot. I got so mad because when I left your house, you're like, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. You're like, it's very good. And I believed you. I, I said that? Yes. You said, hey, I watched Artemis Fall. No, I didn't say it was about. I said, it's something. No, you said, it's a great movie. Oh, I don't it's, think I It's something. Okay. You're like, it's very good. I said, really? I said, no way. And you're like, oh, yeah, you got to watch it. I said, okay, all right. That's the only reason why I was going to watch it. I wasn't going to watch it other than that. <laughs> so I was like, huh. It's like, maybe it's something I don't. I thought maybe he's tricking me and maybe he's being serious. Right. But I'm going to roll the dice on this one. And as soon as it started, I was like, 
Fucking Chris. <laughs> it's just a weird like and then I had kidnapping to, and then I had like, to get into it. Wave of attacking people on this castle. Thing. And the giant that they were looking for. Oh, man, it's so bad. Don't watch it. The elf girl. She should have had some schooling on acting before this. Well, and the main guy, Artemis Fowl Jr., oh, yeah. who's terrible. Awful. And they, I think they styled him off of uh, Gotham's Bruce Wayne. He <laughs> looks exactly like that. He does, yeah. Anyway. And you can't have a chunk of the movie where your characters are wearing sunglasses. Sunglasses. It doesn't. Work. It doesn't... <laughs> Whatever. Unless it's like Men in Black. Don't ever... Don't ever watch this movie, and I hope Disney takes it off of their their run of movies like soon. Oh yeah, they're not making any more of those, which is really sad. So I started reading reviews about it on IMDb, and so many people were like, you know, they really missed the mark on this. Like it's nothing like the book is. Why? And everybody said, why didn't they just follow the story from the book? They changed it. They completely changed it. They made it something different, and they shouldn't have done that. And I completely agree with them at this point because a completely different movie would be good. Right. <laughs> like if you went the whole opposite direction and didn't do anything this movie did, you'd probably have a winner. Yeah. <laughs> but this one. Ugh. All right, next one. I will quickly talk about a another very very poorly reviewed movie that I never watched that I finally watched okay. because it came on Disney Plus. I watched the new Fantastic Four movie, the Josh Trank. Josh Trank, really? Yeah, Fantastic Josh, Four yeah. movie. Um, you know, it's on there on Disney Plus. I'm like, you know, I never saw. So that. quite a few years ago that that came yeah. out, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to check it out. I I hated uh, Chronicle, which is what he was famous for, Josh yeah. Trank. And then I heard Josh Trank on Kevin Smith's podcast and he seemed like a huge douchebag. Yeah. And Big so time. I'm like, okay. And then I watched, and then obviously Fantastic Four came out, got terrible reviews. He got like blackballed. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so I'm like, you know what? I'll watch it. Interestingly enough, it's not terrible. All right. It's not a terrible movie. I hold a little more weight in that opinion of yours because you like Fantastic Four quite a bit as a comic book. Okay. You are, means, a, you are a fan. I am a fan of Fantastic Four as a comic series and a super-powered team. This didn't feel like Fantastic Four to me. It didn't. It's got a very dark, heavy, burdened tone to it that is very anti-Fantastic Four. So were you taking this as like a... You weren't tying it to Fantastic no. Four at all. You were just saying like this is a separate movie of a separate origin. Like yeah, not. and it is, and it is. I think based on a different comic run, the origin story of them is completely different than what it is traditionally. Um, so, so it's just completely made up. Like all of it. I don't just know. If it, I'm assuming it's based on a comic run. I don't know. I don't, I've not read that much Fantastic Four, honestly, uh, except for older stuff. Yeah, or them in other stuff like as characters in like the civil war run, whatever I've always liked Mr. Fantastic, um, as a character, he's mm -hmm. just like a genius, um, kind of with social anxiety, just dis disorder, but just kind of like an outsider genius. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's not as good as the, uh, like older mid 2000 fantastic four movies, which I don't think were awful. They weren't great. Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris Evans and uh, Michael Chiklis. Yeah, Michael Chiklis is like the rock yeah. guy. What's that called? The Thing? The Thing, yeah. 
And then uh, Jessica it's Alba. It's clobbering time. Uh, yeah. Um, I had a thing for Jessica Alba. Oh, time. I mean, I think everybody did. Sin City. Do you remember Dark Angel? Yeah. That show course. Dark Angel? Yeah. I was so in love with that show. And they canceled it. The Girl Fox Next Door? Canceled Wasn't it. she in The Girl Next Door? No, that wasn't Jessica no. Alba. That was... Never mind. I don't know her name. Um. So anyway, uh, it's not terrible. It's not good. There were vast stretches of the movie that completely lost my interest and had me zoning out. Okay. Um. But the special effects are great. Really good. Oh, really? Um. Pretty good. Yeah. And some of the concepts that they do in the movie, in small bursts, I think worked really well. They were interesting. They basically like spoilers, I guess. They instead of going to space and getting like cosmic radiation or whatever, they Reed Richards invents this machine that can go to an alternate dimension. Ooh. And then they basically get contracted when they're pretty young by if, the a government, by the military, to work on this technology. Anyway. I tell you what, if if anybody likes alternate dimensions, yeah. It's you and I. <laughs> so they go, they build the machine, they go to this alternate dimension with like a chimp. Right, you, they bring them back. Will. They're like, "Yeah, it works." And then, yeah. well, the chimp ain't retarded, so it must work. <laughs> and then the military, of course, comes in and says, "Okay, great. Now it's time to get NASA in here, so we can some get some astronauts in here to go explore this other dimension." And they get drunk. The astronauts like, do no, no. Oh. The Fantastic Four characters, oh. and they're like, "We should go. We built the machine." <laughs> and then they go and they do stupid stuff, and. They come back. They screw it up. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. They, whatever. They get back. They got these powers. But then they get, like, locked down by the military. Like, like held captive oh. by the military and, like, forced to go do military missions like the thing does. Oh. And they have, like, video, and it would be, like, overhead drone video of, like, the thing dropping in and then just, like, bashing tanks. And, That's like, pretty cool. It is. Like, some of that part, some of that's cool. And uh, Doom goes there, he gets trapped over there, and he gets his powers, um, and he comes back. There is a pretty gory violent scene when he comes back, hmm. and he's going through this compound, just like... Slaughtering. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a cool scene. Or wait. No. Uh, slaughtering is lesser than, right? <laughs> right. Like, man's laughter. Is lesser than what? Um, well, I don't know. If you take the man's part off, if it's just slaughter. Oh, slaughter is worse than manslaughter. <laughs> slaughter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, it wasn't a terrible movie. Can I say it's worth two hours or however long? Yeah. But the special effects are kind of cool. It's fine. But you're like expectation of this movie was a lot lesser than what it was. I was just surprised. I thought it would be a lot worse than it was. That's what I yeah. should say. Is it good? No. I thought it would be worse. Right. So, eh, if you got nothing to do on a weekend, it's on Disney Plus. It's free. Hmm. It's maybe not worth it. I haven't seen it on Disney Plus. I didn't it just know came it on, there. on there. So, anyway, that's it with, for that one. So, we'll okay. skip over that one. Um, there's a couple other things I watched. Another show, as I was talking about earlier, I like shows that you can watch with the family. Mm-hmm. And I also like game shows. So we started watching on Netflix. The Floor is the Lava. The Floor is Lava. Oof. 
I really enjoyed it. You did? You didn't like it? The first episode, I watched the very first episode of it, and no, I, I mean, it was just, it took so long to finally see the first people run through the course. And then it was the second people, like, the first, second, and third teams did the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I thought the same things. I only watched the very first episode. I kind of enjoyed watching it and you can it's mindless so you can be on your phone and just kind of watching it but the kids see that's kid, not what i i don't it, want to be but on the my kids phone. liked it and we they then were making floors lava courses around the house and grady liked it he, it was fun know. it was a fun show i thought it was a fun show i watched the mm. whole season that is rough i don't know how you did that um but there's only like seven or eight i like the uh the narrator, like yeah. the host of the show, like he's, he's he does a lot with NASCAR. Oh, really? Yeah, he does, and it's, that's where I've seen him. They kind of do that whole like most extreme elimination challenge thing where they they, they try like, make to. fun of them as they go along. Yeah, they try to. I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun. I think it's very cheesy and boring. Okay, I I enjoyed it. I'm just saying, the first course I thought was kind of boring. I didn't watch any of the other courses. Yeah, so. there's three courses. Totally. So you get to see like that lot, that first course you know, and get all over again. I don't think again? you ever see that one again. That wasn't a very good one. No, it was not good. The next two are better. The okay. Africa one is the best one. That was in like the third episode, and then they do that one a couple more times, and it was harder. Okay, maybe I'll have to watch that. I just don't like how they force the contestants to have that really generic. Like banter back and forth. Yeah. Like, you know, that's put on. You know, that's something that they tell him, like, hey, right now you should say this. Yeah. And so the guy says it to his brother, like, oh, we're triplets. So we need to say something about being triplets. (laughs) It just, that stuff is so awkward and annoying to me. Like, just run the course, dude. I don't care if you spoke the entire time. Right. I just want to see you fall on your face, trip over these objects. Sometimes it is painfully slow. I will agree with that. But I enjoyed it as something that you can just flip on and in the background and yes, we'll have you, your family watch. You can absolutely do that. And Grady kind of enjoyed it. I don't think Grant really paid attention to it or Graham, but uh, it kept their it kids' attention it pretty well. So that was one I've been watching. Um, so there's two other main ones. Um, I watched, there was a new movie that came out on Netflix that was part of the whole Adam Sandler deal with Netflix. You know how he's always coming out with Netflix movies. Mm-hmm. Um, one called The Other Missy. I haven't, I didn't even see this. And it's from... Oh, no, I didn't see this put out. I was thinking of the David Spade movie. That is, it's the David Spade movie. Adam Sandler's not in it, but it's his production studio. Oh, yeah. As the deal. Yeah, I saw this and it kind of intrigued me. I put it in front of Amy and she watched the trailer. Or the wrong wrong Missy. Missy. Yeah. I put it in front of Amy and she was watching the trailer and she's like, this looks absolutely terrible. I was like, I don't know, it kind of intrigues me. And we never watched it, though. Um, so I thought the same thing. I, I flipped it on. I'm like, I like David Spade a lot. Yeah. I like uh, Nick Schwartzen. He's in it. And the the, the I, chick in there is... Lauren Lapkus. I like her. Yeah, she's pretty good. I like her in most stuff. Isn't she married to Keegan-Michael Key or Jordan Peele? You've said that before, and we've determined that is wrong. Are you sure? Yes. We've already determined that was wrong. It's a comedian, though. A female comedian that is similar to her is married to Jordan Peele. She is married to Mike Castle. Damn. 
thought I was onto something. <laughs> Who's married to Jordan Peele then? Jordan Peele's wife um, is Chelsea Peretti. Very similar. Yeah. It is. Yeah, if you look similar. them up, they I are watched very some similar. Chelsea Peretti stand up recently. And she's on um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine Nine. I watched some of her stand up. I was laughing out loud. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to check I that out. It. Um, I don't really care for her, the character, that much in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I'm guessing that show is getting canceled, by the oh, way. Oh, positive. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it is. Um, but anyway, The Wrong Missy. So I didn't think much going into it, and maybe that's why. And I didn't think much because I've watched some of the other Sandler production company movies uh, that have come out, and they're not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a fan of Adam Sandler movies, but I a, a lot of the, the these Huge ones fan. he's not in, but his production studio, anyway. Um, Grandma's Boy is one of my favorite movies, and he's not so in that, but it's good. at a studio. You know? yeah. Alan Covert, I think, is one of his writing partners. Yep. Anyway, um, David Spade, Lauren Lapkiss, Nick Schwartzen's in it. I thought it was great. Did I, you really? Yeah, it was really, it was good. It was it funny. It looks like it turns out to be like somewhat of a heartfelt movie. Yeah, where... it was good. It was funny. It was heartfelt. There was a really nice uh, ending, heartfelt ending. Um, basically, spoilers, but not huge spoilers. Uh, David Spade's kind of a stick in the mud type of guy. Yeah. He works for like a bank and they go on this retreat to Hawaii. So most of the movies in Hawaii and he has been, he meets this girl of his dreams in the airport and they have like a really good connection called Missy. And he had previously gone on a blind date with a, like a horrible blind date with another girl named Missy. And, and he was texting the wrong girl and invited her for their second date to this uh, Hawaiian, to Hawa- this Hawaiian weekend uh, for his work. And, you know, I, I just, I think it's really, really, I thought it was really good. And they figure it out on the plane. Like they don't see each other right. until they're on the plane. And this other Missy, uh, or the wrong Missy yes. comes on the plane and she, She's she says his name. Very boisterous and annoying yeah. and like overly annoying and boisterous. And the, the part that kind of turned me off, I, I, again, I haven't watched it. This is all from the trailer that they play on Netflix. Um, is uh, the spoilers, maybe I don't know. You can see it on the trailer on Netflix, but she falls over this cliff and like yeah. flips around and hits rocks. So uh, that that humor is not really uh, representative of the movie very well. Okay, good. There is a couple like gags like that. So that's why that's what I was trying to relate to Amy is that I don't feel like the whole movie is this way because even if you watch the whole trailer, they start to show like how. You know, they're a good dynamic for each other where David Spade may be the more like stick in the mud type character and she's the more outgoing, boisterous person. But together they work well and teach each other something. And um, I don't know, it it looked to me like it could be pretty decent. So it's surprising to me that you think it's good. Yeah, I, I, I was really pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it. I actually watched half of it um, one night and I went to bed because it was late. Yeah, and I, th- I wanted late? to see that had to have been like three in the morning. It for you. was after midnight, and uh, I'm like, I but I was really tired and I had to get up early. And I'm like, but I really want to finish this movie. And I, I thought about it the whole next day. I'm like, I want to finish that movie, and I did. I finished it the next night. And I'm like, the ending is better than the beginning. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm gonna watch that. I enjoyed thing. it. It's it's a little brash, you know, the humor. <laughs> I'm into that. But that doesn't bother me at all. Amy's gone this weekend, so I'm watching. Nick Schwartzen, um, I've always Schwart Schwartzen. Oh wait. Nick Schwartzen. No. Oh yeah, Swartzen. 
There's yes. no CH. Okay, it's just yeah. Swartzen. Nick Swartzen. He's he's pretty heavy in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I Looks noticed. Like he's gained some weight. He is. That's yeah, fine. he is. Not that there's anything wrong. Gained a lot. Um, and he was fine in it. Uh, I, I, whatever. But uh, he his role has been his role in every other movie that really has ever made. I was really surprised. Like, David Spade was really pretty good. And I've never thought of him much as an actor, you know? Um, no, except for in Tommy Boy. And Joe Dirt. I guess he kind of acts pretty good in Oh, that. yeah, Joe Dirt. Uh, which they're making Joe Dirt, too, apparently. I've never just... I've always liked David Spade, just generally. But I've never really thought of him as much as an actor. And he is the main role in this. I mean, he's in a lot of the movie. And... Um, yeah, I get. I mean, his Joe Dirt, performance he was the main is a little person. hollow. I guess you could tell like his acting maybe is. But is that the shelf. character? Yeah, but you could tell like you could tell he's not the best actor in the world. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, Lauren Lapkiss is phenomenal. She's really good. But I feel like she has to chew up some scenery when she's in it because yeah, of her character. Like sure. she has to make herself. She's the comp comedic right. side of it, right? For sure. Um, so anyway, I enjoyed it a lot. The beginning is not great. But once you get past past that, I think it's it's really good. I'm gonna watch it then for sure. Because like I said, Amy's not home this weekend, so I'm going to. And watch it's quick. It's I only a 90 minute movie. Oh really? Yeah, that is quick. That's the right length for a comedy. Yeah, I agree. An hour and a half done. Romantic comedy. Yeah. More comedy than romantic comedy, but definitely got that twist to it. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Another one that I didn't expect to want to watch at all mm. and started watching because I've been having a hard time finding things to watch right now. I tell you what, I like these type of picks, though, where you're just like throwing out random things that I would never guess. Yeah. This I'm, is what we need to start doing is just watching whatever we see, regardless of what we think. Right. Well, this one had piqued review. my interest because I was listening to Bill Burr on uh, Joe Rogan's I, podcast. I haven't listened to that one yet. And I'm not a huge Bill Burr fan. I'm not a huge Bill Burr comedic, comedic fan. fan. But him on Joe Rogan is usually pretty good. The last one was a little boring, but whatever. This this most recent one? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, he was promoting his new show, uh, which is, I, I had never watched it. In like, he was promoting like the third or fourth season of a show on Netflix. It's an animated show called F is for Family. Hmm. I've never even heard of and it. And I'd never heard of it either until then. And then it started pop excuse me, popping up on of my Of course it did. On my Netflix. But they're listening. I think it's probably because the new season just came out. No, they're listening to you, Chris. So you Have know Have you taped over your uh your webcam? Uh no. Ooh, you need to. Because they're listening to you. And that's why they know you want to watch that stuff. <laughs> so anyway, I started watching it. Yes. And uh, I'm not like overly a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of animation in all forms, basically. Um, I think I was just telling you this on an earlier podcast that I could pretty much switch to only watching animated stuff because I'm a huge fan of animation. But I've never been a huge fan of like animated comedies. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a BoJack Horseman. Yeah, or... I've just never been a huge fan of that that style. What about Family Guy? Yeah, I mean, eh. I'm a, eh nah. I thought that was pretty revolutionary for its time. Yeah, I watched it at the beginning, and I liked it, but I don't watch it anymore. No, neither do I. Not um, the slightest. So I had no idea what was going on. I started watching it, and boy, I'm telling you, I really, really enjoyed it. And it's really funny, and it's got a lot of heart. A lot of heart. Really? And... It is um, 
I'm F, assuming F is for family. Yeah, I'm assuming okay. based on his life. I don't know. It's set in the seventies. On Bill Burr's life? Yeah. Really? It's set in the seventies. Um, it's so it's a basically a family in the seventies. And it's just kind of a lower middle class family. Does he say anything paycheck about to it? Paycheck family. Being related to like No, but one or? of the characters' names is Bill. <laughs> one of the kids. And that's not his voice, I assume. Uh, he voices the dad. Okay. Okay. Who's the main kind of character. And it's just, uh, it's really funny. It's got a lot of heart at times. I've now, I'm in season two now. So I've, Oh, like, there's a couple seasons of this. Yeah. I just said that they're releasing like season three or four. Oh, I, I so didn't. it's been going for a while. I don't listen to you when you speak, so. Um, but... And another thing, uh, one of our, uh, one of my friends put on Facebook, he's like, I've been watching F is for family and it's just reminds me of my dad growing up and I'm like, huh? Okay. And I know his dad really well. So I'm like, "Mm, okay, I'll check this out. I don't know about that, but it's very interesting and it's set in an earlier time that you don't see a lot of stuff set in kind of the mid seventies. You really don't. And um, it's either earlier than that or later than that. Yeah. Was, every time. I, I was actually really confused at first because, like, in the first episode, I'm like, they had a rotary telephone. I'm like, what? It, where is this set? Like, what is this set in? Mm-hmm. And it was set in the 70s. And he's kind of like a down on his luck father of three uh, Irish Catholic family. Um, Oof, sounds like suburbs, um, paycheck to paycheck. Mom stays at home. Dad works at the airport as a baggage handler. Oh yeah. Um, hates his life. Hates his job. A lot of swearing, but um, oh, sounds sad. It, it is kind of sad at times, and it is um, emotional at times. Yeah, and it is very funny at times. I mean, the core of it is a comedy. Sure, but it it manages to do what all great comedies do, and bring in some of those other emotions and make more depth to the story. I tell you what, and more I've character always... development. <laughs> I've always wanted I, I, I've always wanted to stay away from things that make you feel sad at times. You know what I mean? Like I don't want that feeling. I wouldn't say sad, but, but I mean like yeah, I don't want to say the word sad. Like you don't feel sad necessarily watching the mo- movie or TV show or something, but you have some sort of like an emotional attachment to the people that you know, you don't I don't know, you feel bad for them. You feel, you feel there is moments of that, pain. but there is also like little moments of triumph too in there. Okay, so in what I'm saying is like I I try to I shy away from that stuff because I don't want to feel that, but yet I find that the shows that I do watch that have that in it, along with comedy and what whatever else, I like more than everything else because you do run through that gamut of emotions, and then you're like at the end you're like oh man. That was worth it. Like that yeah. was a ride. It, Whereas to another show where it's only funny or it's only sad, you just don't get that same experience. Yeah. That's know. a good, I mean, that is very much what the show is. It has a little bit of that Silicon Valley thing where like they're doing it, they're doing it, they're doing it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what frustrated me about Silicon yeah, Valley. It's because not as it was, bad as that, but it was just always, just you were just constantly going downhill, yeah, with Silicon Valley, and then you'd hit a bump, come up a little bit, and then you go back downhill, yeah. That's my biggest gripe with that show. It's a phenomenal show, watch it, but 
Yeah. Yeah. So I would I would recommend it as something to watch. Okay. Snarf recommends. Yeah. F or is for family. Arf recommends. F is for family. And it, it also like puts a spotlight on that time and place. Sure. Very well. I don't even know. I wasn't even born then. But it's very You weren't? I thought you were born in specifically sixty six. Set in a time and a place and manages that well. It's a time and a place where you don't see a lot in that weird transitioning between the 1950s um, and the 1980s. Yeah. You know, the the stay-at-home mom, family dynamic of Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, the 50s, 60s era. I I would group the 60s in that as well. Yes. And then the 80s changed all of that. The 70s were like that transition period. Yeah, it was, you know, the dad was in Korea, you know, oh. so he's a, he's a, wouldn't even be a baby boomer. He'd be older than a baby boomer. Right. Um, it's just kind of caught in the middle there, and you don't see a lot of good stuff happen in, in that kind of, uh, you see a lot of 80s stuff. Absolutely. And you find, and you see a lot of like the 60s, 80s, 50s. When you see 80s stuff, it feels, a, it feels a lot. I mean, obviously, this look and the style and everything is dated to the 80s. But you can envision that world. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. that much different than the world we live in now. It's the beginning right. of the world it, we yeah, live in now. Yeah, it started it. Yeah. Um, but the 70s were the end of the time that's way gone. Right. No, you're right. You know that, what I mean? <laughs> I've never really thought of it that way, but you're right. It is like that transition period between the old and the new. The Like the real old way of living and the newer way of living, even though you look back on the 80s and think like, wow, that's dated. Yes, obviously it is, but it is the start of the new, like, um, computer era, like the new technological people, yeah. right? And the seventies weren't that yet. No, they were growing into it. It was all starting to come out, but that was the decade of growing out of the old, like you said, like the stay-at-home mom, like leave it to Beaver type family. Right. That's where it all transitioned and. Yeah, and the end and never the, and the 70s like is that. that period where the world still existed in that mindset because the people came through that but the opportunities started drying up. You know what changed it? Woodstock. I don't know about that. Sex, drugs and rock and roll, man. That's what started changing things. I Bud think Zeppelin. What happened in the 70s was real bad economic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um that and like 18% interest rates and stuff like that. Is that high? Yeah. Is that a high... Well, not if you got cash. You put that in a CD. Boom. Ooh. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> Wowza. Um, but, you know, the 80, the prosperous era, the Reagan era of the 80s and yeah. the econo- economic boom that followed that, um, it just changed a lot of that. You know, Reagan was an actor. He was an actor. An actor. I came from a thespian background. Yeah. I believe that's how he spoke. So, anyway, I recommend it. There's... Like the older son who's into like the uh, prog rock, like <laughs> nice. I would I don't want to say Rush, but like the whole kind of like Led Zeppelin-y, like oh. and the demons come from the mountain tops and the wizard. <laughs> That's not really Led Zeppelin either. Kind of, you literally like just talked Dio. about Stairway to Heaven yeah. and <laughs> yeah. like Ronnie James Dio. I love him. Is that Ronnie James? Ronnie James Dio. Dio. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then you know the younger ones dealing with like just being free in the town and the bullies and all that stuff. And yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really good. Cool. Next. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, that's all you got. That's it. 
F is for family. That's the last one that. So we I can recommend on. that. Okay. And the other. I'm gonna have to watch all that stuff because I haven't seen anything. I don't know what to go and where to go now. I'm like out of stuff. So. I mean, really, we could end. No, I mean, I'm out of stuff to watch. Oh, 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 oh I see. I really want to watch um, the, what's it called? The Underneath or the Underground or it's on Amazon. I watched I the very first, about. Yep. Mm-hmm. I watched the very first episode of it and I haven't followed up since then. Yeah. And I talked about it on here that I was going to follow up on it. I haven't. Um, I need to do that. There was also another show on Amazon that I was going to watch with, uh, not Sandra Bullock, but uh, Pretty Woman Girl. Yeah. What's her name? I don't know. Julia. Julia Roberts. Roberts. She was in a show um, that I started watching, and every season is a little bit different. They have different actors in each season. Um, I was going to follow up on that show, too. Homecoming. That's mm-hmm. what that's called. I was going to follow up on Homecoming. I haven't watched that. So I got a lot to do. And with Amy being gone this weekend, maybe I can do that. But oh, I, I mean, gonna, I have all the boys. I so. was going to watch uh, High Fidelity. That's what I was going to watch. I might check that one out. That's a new series. Series based of the on same the show. book that just came out. But there was a show called High Fidelity, right? No, there was a movie with John Cusack. Right. Which is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's silly. Um, it isn't. Oh, it's on Hulu, High Fidelity. Mm. So I'll have to check that out. I do like Hulu. If you got a show that you think we should watch, or a movie, I'm kind of into movies. I've lost movies somewhere. Like over the last 10 years. Isn't that weird? They've just gone away. If it's not a Marvel movie or Star Wars movie, I just don't it see It just them. doesn't happen anymore. Like, it, it, it's the There's it's ones that the come out, world. I don't watch them, because there's too many shows to watch. I know. And I've been actively trying to watch more movies or catch up on some of these movies. Yeah. And I just hate Renting. Like, it's too expensive. It the really, rent it, is too damn high. Yeah, the rent is too high. <laughs> I'm not paying $5.99. A lot of them are $5.99 to rent a For movie. an HD movie. And and then you go to watch it. And, uh, I'll watch it in SD. It's still $5.99. A lot of times. <laughs> and then it's like $9.99. It's like $4.88. Yeah. And it's like really? $9.99 to buy it usually. Yeah. So I always get to that point where I'm like, well, am I going to pay six bucks? Am I just going to buy this movie to for rent $10? It or just pay $10 to buy it? And I'm like, do I really want to own some this movie that I'm never going to watch again? No. But I can't bring myself to pay the $5.99 to rent it. I just can't do it. I can't do it, Jerry. Well, I know. And you told me to watch a movie, and you're like, yeah, I rented it. Oh, Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got. I could put that on my list, too. But should I be waiting till you watch it? I probably should watch it. Why don't you watch it, and we'll talk about it. I really think I should, and I'm gonna. But that—that's another thing. You're like, oh yeah, I rented it, and I'm like, just that movie doesn't draw me in. I should have just bought the disc. Like no part of that movie draws me in to want to rent it, besides the fact that some of the reviews came back relatively positive. Here's the thing: will it be on something? I bet you it will be on HBO soon. Right? Yeah, I figured it'd be on Prime at some point too. No, it'll be on HBO because it's a DC. It's a DC property. thing, yeah. So it'll be on HBO Max, which I haven't tapped into at all yet. I can't get it. It's not available on Amazon. Oh well, then I'm not missing it. You can't get it on Amazon Fire Stick, right? So I'm not missing anything. I'm assuming it'll come soon. You know what? This is kind of changing uh, the perspective here, but I've pretty much solidified the fact that I'm going to buy a new Xbox 
that comes out this holiday season. I thought you were on board with the PS5. Well, I was looking I was looking into more and more about them and the like the specs on the Xbox are much better. Oh, I'm sure. They really are. I'm not surprised by that, but what about Spider-Man Miles Morales? Well, I'll find out how it is from you. Doesn't I, doesn't I, draw me in. I think I'll probably get an Xbox too, but I really want to play that game. And I'm not I know, I get both. it. I get it, but the Xbox is going to be it looks like to me much uh, much better. What's going to be exclusive to? We already did this, I, but I can't remember. I know, and I read about it today, and I don't remember. But uh, there's a new Halo. Don't care. I know you don't. I I like Halo, but I'm not sure. What's Destiny. Exclusive. Don't care. But everything's backwards. Oh, Destiny's compatible. not um, exclusive anyway. But everything is backwards compatible, and it's just a better platform. I think. The issue with Xbox is that you have to pay for subscriptions, right? So your Xbox... You do on PlayStation, too. I thought that was all free. No, I thought you I could play so. online for free. I don't think so, but I don't know. So I read a thing today that was saying that... The, I don't care. I'm going to pay for the subscription anyway. It's not that expensive. Right. It's like 50 bucks a year. So the... Yeah, for Xbox Gold, Live yeah. Gold... Um. They were saying that the Xbox is supposed to come out around three hundred dollars, three hundred fifty dollars. Oh, that's not bad. And they're they're cheapening it up on purpose to undercut PlayStation, which is going to come out at like four ninety nine, and they were going to come out at three ninety nine or three fifty or something like that, and undercut them. And the, this article was talking about how Microsoft would lose on sales for their console. They've always but, done that. They all do gain, that. But gain on their memberships. Yeah, they all do that. They all lose on their consoles. Do they really? Yeah. Definitely. Even PlayStation? Yeah. PlayStation's always been marketed higher than... There is no way they can build that and sell that for $500. The, the technology that's in there? You don't think so? Not a chance. They got a one terabyte hard drive. That's cost nothing. I'm talking about the graphics engines, the graphic the, cards, the processors. Yeah, These are gets, cutting edge, man. I, I, built, I built my own PC incredible. to top level specs. Okay. Well, yeah, but how long ago did you do that? Last year. Which one? This one? This one, yeah. I just built it. You didn't do it last year. Over the winter, I think. No, we've been doing this podcast for over a year now, and you've had that for that amount of time. No. Before that. I'm going to tell you what. That has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. Um, Well, I mean, the time frame on when you buy these things does. It doesn't matter. If you build a... Regardless, if you build a PC to top-level specs... Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you a couple thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. Buying your own parts and everything. Yeah, yeah. fifteen hundred to two thousand if you can really shop deals. So you think they're taking like a five hundred dollar loss on every console? No, obviously they're buying the components in bulk, so they're getting better rates on them than I'm buying them retail. Obviously, right. so right. I'm just saying they're either selling at cost or they're def. I would say either minimum at cost, but they're probably they're probably losing money on the console originally that's crazy but you know as time goes on people are going to be buying that console for four years right and you keep them at the same price yeah and yeah exactly and the prices are going to go they're going to start making money yes they will eventually make money and they make money on the games and they make money on the the games and and the memberships yes for sure. that's what they get the money out of and that's what this article was talking about is that so sure they might take a loss on the console itself but the memberships like xbox gold and platinum and whatever other memberships they have 
is what starts making them the money because they want to draw in new customers with the console itself and then they get the membership with it. Yeah. Or they get a new game for the console and these people up their membership to play that game. Yeah. That's to a, it's like the same a higher thing with capacity. Amazon, a fire stick when they go on sale for ten bucks. Right. I got I mine mean, pretty cheap. They want the prime membership. They want which you know that that's what they want. They want the membership. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how that goes, but I'll probably end up with an Xbox. Although I really want that Spider-Man game. But you buy the PS5, no, I'll get the Xbox. I, I've been an Xbox guy for a long time now. My thing is, is like I don't want to lose all the games I have on my Xbox right now. Oh, I don't care about that. I do. I want to play those. I'm never going to finish Red Dead Redemption them. Two, Fallout no. seventy six. I've tried. Oh, that can eat me. I mean, I love Fallout more than anything, but I can't get into that game, and I don't know why. They haven't even updated it. Oh, yes, they have. Big time. They, really? They have a single-player mission now for it. It's just And it sucks. No, it's beautiful, but it's just like too much. I don't know. I can't do it. It's really? too big, and I just can't start it. So they fixed it. the bugs and like the problems it with seem, it? Yeah, I think so. I, it seems like a really awesome game. I know some people that play it. They absolutely love it. Um, hmm. but I just can't like start it just knowing how much of my life it will eat. Right. And the little bit I I've played that. it, I haven't been that interested. So, uh, have you watched the game gameplay trailer for, uh, Star Wars squadron? Not yet. No. Whew. That looks pretty incredible. Yeah. I've heard that. You said that on a previous podcast. Yeah, for the trailer, they came out with a trailer for it, but then that was just like a a release trailer saying like this is the oh the I game coming the out. But then they pl- they came out with an actual gameplay trailer, like people some people playing the game, and then it's like a narrated, you know, this is what's happening and this is what you can do in the game. And they talk about like the single player and there's multiplayer modes and there's like a five v five. Uh, where it's like five people that have to that you can team up with, uh, that could be online or multiplayer people, um, that you team up with and fight against another squadron, and you have to figure out how to kill their, um, like star destroyer basically, and everything about it looks really really cool. Cool, it looks awesome, and you literally just sit in the cockpit of a ship. And there's 50 different components you can change on your ships. So there's like fighters. Uh, I don't remember all the. There's fighters, bombers, uh, and two or three others. I don't remember. There's like a X wing, A wing, Y wing, and something else. A wing? I saw that. X wing, A wing, Y wing, B wing. No. B-wings are the shit. There's another one for... There's re- an amazing the episode rebellion, of Star but- Wars Rebels where they get the B-wing Yeah, like for the first time. It's sure. like a brand new ship. It's awesome, that episode. But you can, you can be both sides. You can be the Empire. You can be uh, the Rebellion. But um, I bet you it's going to be really hard. It looks, it looks so cool. I'm, I'm sure it, it's going to be hard. I'm watching but, it right now, and it looks like it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> it does. But 
sitting in the cockpit, you like have all of your controls in front of you and you can see like where your power is, where like your radar is, like what you need to do. But you can also customize your ships for what you're going to do. So you can like add more blaster power or more shield power or uh, more speed or better shields. Like you can just, there's 50 different things you can change for each ship. And they, they show on the screen like these different things you can change. And it's pretty cool that you can customize that stuff and like targeting and, um, you know, not being able to be detected, whatever that would be called. Can't remember. Cloaking? No, they don't. They call it something else. But either way, it looks really awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for yeah. this week. I think we nailed it to the end. For Snarf Talk this week. I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. Bye.